0: In my world disappointed
1: hey I'm Kyle thanks for joining me and Andy for the legendary creature podcast so if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma
2: maybe don't because we swear or you can check us out on YouTube because hey that's no place for conservative old women or children fuck yeah Shitty Commander 2018 product already <laughs> The shitty product <laughs> Alright, starting from the top, dude Alphabetical order Have you sorted them yet in alphabetical order? No? Alright, starts with eminent I'm just kidding <laughs> It's like, can't be bothered to do this I'm just jumping in Alright, you want to do them by deck? I think we should do it by deck, yeah So we're just going to do the legends Yeah Right? We're just going to do the legends What deck would you like to start with?
1: Fuck, sorry Sorry, I gotta get rid of my.
2: You're not ready. Headphones. You're not prepared. I am unprepared, Andy. Let's go, dude. Unprepared. Let's go. He's we like, waiting all year. Let's go. Put it in, dude. Put it in. Um, let's do let's do the that one, dude. Do you want to start with the artifacts? Yeah, one? let's fucking do that. Okay, well, let's do it. So the deck is called Exquisite Artifacts, and that's isn't important. it Exquisite invention. I thought it's Exquisite Artifacts, isn't it? <laughs>
1: maybe I'm wrong
2: yeah it's exquisite artifacts
1: that's what it says on uh, it's not
2: even like selling you the pretense of, of anything I'm it, pretty sure wizard says exquisite invention uh, this
1: exquisite artifacts is on reddit though
2: yeah I'm on like a reddit thread where they just like come yeah. like jammed them all together yeah you know so yeah it's looking like three of them are is and then they have like just a mono red um computer, yeah right yeah that's what we got um, here this year it's Planeswalkers again. So the last time that happened was It's 2014. Was it 2014?
1: Yeah, so we had like Gen 2, which is in 2013, which had like Aloro, Nakuser and those ones. Okay. And then I think the next year was the monocolor
2: planeswalkers. It's been that long. It's been
1: yeah. We've been we've
2: been doing commander for a little while, dude. Yeah. All right. Okay. Weird. Yeah. So we're back to planeswalkers. Um so, yeah, let's start with that one. So it's uh, Sahili the Gifted. Okay. Two, and then that so blue red. Uh, legendary Planeswalker Sahili. So she's got a plus one. You can create a one one colorless servo. Oh, yeah, sorry. She comes in with four loyalty. Oh, right. So, yeah, she's a plus. She goes up to one. You can create a one one colorless servo artifact creature token, which is really good because.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Planeswalkers. You generally want to develop a way to They need to a way block. to protect themselves.
2: Yeah, and that's about as good as you're going to get. It ain't a Thopter, but, you know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And then she has another plus one. Uh, The next spell you cast this turn costs uh, one less to cast for each artifact creature you control as you cast it. And then, yeah, her ultimate, like, just to get it out of the way. For each artifact you control, create a token that's a copy of it, and those tokens gain haste. Exile those tokens at the beginning of the next end step. I'm jazzed about this one. You are? What about you,
1: dude? Um I mean, you're you're the Isaac guy. You're the I think resident expert on artifacts, if there is one in our group.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm 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 pretty into this. Um Yeah. That that middle ability is 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 what's attractive. Fucking dope. So I think a lot of what can be said about really if we're looking at is it artifacts for, for commanders that actually care about it. I mean, now we have four of them, right? Yeah. Like there was Nin the pain artist, but that really wasn't specific to artifacts, but sure. you know, it was a way to take it. Uh, yeah, I've kind of said like, I don't like Jehoira. I don't think a lot. I think a lot of people actually have kind of fallen on. I've kind of been seeing that on the internet,
1: like the interwebulars people are.
2: Yeah. They're sort of disenchanted just an artifacted distant artifacted well i think i th- I, th- I think there's not a reason to to play big artifacts with her oh it's sure just not, it's just not in your interest to do it, it like the lower the mana cost, the, the better. purpose like so i i like jehoira if you're doing the eggs thing sure um a lot actually but then I think even still you'll find that it's not efficient and you want to just try to turn it into Mox Tribal. <laughs> you know, I, I think I remember like reading that somewhere. Somebody called it Mox Tribal. That's so an, I just... An accurate moniker. I think, I think why I like Shahili is that, yeah, she has what, I think the same mana cost, right? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she kind of develops artifacts for you on her own and then eventually just lets you have a big swingy turn. And what's cool is that it's just any spell. Is reduced by that cost. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like you can, the
1: next spell you cast this turn, that's pretty dope. Yeah.
2: So I mean, you can, you can, you can do a lot with that, right? I mean, you can do artifacts would be really good. I mean, the colorless component of them sure are now reduced, so they're just yeah. And you can you can free cast. Yeah, you're free casting. You can use Eldrazi now. Like you're not really oh, pigeonholed yeah. to art to ha- having having them be artifacts, which is
1: which is an interesting thing in Commander because I found. Like anytime you can do something like that where you're creating a wealth of mana available to you or a cost reduction. Yeah. Like my Saatchi deck, for example, produces it's a mono green. It produces a lot of mana and it kind of becomes this question. What do I do with it? And it's a shaman deck, but I don't need to have shamans be the bomb It somebody else can set us up the bomb.
2: Yeah. And then to me, it's like, it, she can keep going towards her ultimate while doing that oh yeah like, it, like well i think what i really like it is the the plus one is like not boring <laughs> like draw a card discard a card you know like so duretti it's just kind of like all right i'm just going to fill up my graveyard and yeah his down two um lets you weld things into play sure like i think she's just i like just the unidirectional nature of her and then yeah like her ultimate i don't as great as it sounds it's not gonna be that crazy, I mean, with mycosynth Lattice in play, yeah, you say would people people have been your...
1: talking about doing mycosynth lattice and it, the deep gloss or deep glow skate as a yeah, combo you, to just keep like you can continue to like you have an infinite with that actually
2: um yeah, you, but you, you you can you can go pretty crazy with this thing, like resetting her my i mean lattice just turns this thing on for sure, yeah, um. Deep associate, yeah, it would push her ultimate range immediately. Like once it comes out, she'd yeah, be in, she'd be within range of do, dropping it.
1: And then you copy her, and yeah, it, it gets gross. Yeah, I think this is just
2: a. I'm I'm way more excited for this as far as like what I would put be putting in it. Getting getting combo pieces online, like mercifully, you now have blue. So you can start drawing through and then right. you can tutor some of the things with like fabricate. Like red didn't really have a lot that, a lot, mono red didn't have that going on. Sure, sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like I I, it's, so, I, I can't even like, I can't even like, exp, I'm having a hard time like intellectualizing like what I want to do with this one because <sighs> it's just, she's just. Well, let's She's let's... just so self-contained. I don't I don't know how to like describe it better. It's true, it that. is very self-contained. Where Doretti wasn't really wasn't. Like Duredy was just like, "Well, we'll see if we'll get to that." Ex-. Like the ultimate was kind of extreme. Oh, yeah. It was it was 10 out. You had to have 10. You have no way to like throw that thing up. Right. You're going out of your way for like things like the con- Contagion Engine. Right. She would still be good in this. Like I just I'm a... She just eclipses that guy. I really I was going to say, "Let me let me let me do a gut check with you and just ask you like" You have a Duretti deck. Yeah. But we- now I can have Duretti. And blue? And bl- with a deep skill with- escape possibility. Yeah. Yeah. And if I land that ultimate, like, I don't know if his ultimate's. I mean, his ultimate's just fucking ridiculous. Oh, but, yeah. His ultimate's but, way but, better than hers, I think. Well, his deck is set up to abuse his ultimate. Sure. Like his setup, his, de- his deck is kind of set up to abuse that ultimate. You're right. looking to, like, all right, well, now I'm going to do the Mind Slaver. <laughs> you know, like you're looking to do that. Although you could actually do a, a pretty hard lock with the Mind Slaver on her if you have. I think it's, like, I think it's 14 mana. Okay. You know, if you can make copies of it or something and, like, just...
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um.
1: Well, that's the thing to me about her is that, like, some of these other commanders... Because we've actually been seeing some, I guess, feeding of the whole red-blue artifacts thing this year. Got Jehoira, which is kind of, like vanilla, I guess, but it's it clear of it too. Clearly like does that. Revolt There's Psy. And, yeah, yeah you know, Ether, Re- Psy Ether Revolt has that. There's no reason you can't just toss all that stuff in he's, there for he's her. he's a
2: little better in this too because you're not really using the mana. Like you can use his mana to give yourself a Thopter. Yeah. Which is a better blocker yeah. to defend her with. Yeah. I'm I'm really into this. I, I'm trying to decide between her and then yeah, this this next one. Um it's Thanos Urza's apprentice. So, really, really aggressive mana cost. He's just red and a blue. Two mana. Um, He's a legendary creature, human artificer, one, three. He has, you can pay red and the blue and tap him again, and you can copy target activated or triggered ability you control from an artifact source. You may choose new targets for the copy. That one's
1: fucking big. So I didn't notice it right after he was, like, right when he was spoiled. Mm Mm-hmm. But looking at it more closely, because normally with stuff like that, it's it's one or the other. But to like an activated or a triggered, it seems either. like it's either. And in this one, you in this in his case, you can do either, which is fucking dope.
2: Yeah. Um. Paradox Engine. Oh, like, for sure. Once we have Paradox Engine, this I mean, whatever. Like that. Like that card needed any help with anything. <laughs> uh, another thing to think about is if something. Isn't an artifact and becomes an artifact. It's just wherever the source of that triggered or activated ability is coming from. As long as it is an artifact, he's gonna see it. Yeah. So like liquid metal coating, and then again, mycosynth lattice. Sure. Um, triggered effects can go off twice. Oh yeah. Right. So. Well, so I, I actually I, think if like he, if I think if you actually pull into Reddy or Tezzeret or some somebody like that, and they become artifacts, Ooh. you can double. <laughs> their activations. That's that. actually pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, I think this I think this one's going to be probably the one that gets broken. Illusionist bracers so you can spread those activations yeah, or exactly. stack them on the same thing. Exactly. Setting setting it off. I think just the paradox engine alone. Yeah, and
1: there's there's actually some interesting cards in the list that they already have in there. Like there's the I think the Blink Moth Urn is in there and and you know, they're like so you can get a lot of mana yeah. out of that. Like there's some cool things I was wondering, like,
2: Isochron Scepter in this deck—that would work. Yeah, you would get, you would be able to four mana to cast two two CMC spells. So you're you're kind of on the cost, with kind of on that the too. cost,
1: but like you're getting a lot of replication of an effect that you want.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then on top of like, I think kind of saying the the Mind Slaver thing again, like if you have that in Rings of Brighthearth. oh, so you at, tap it. I mean it's a lot of fucking mana but like if you tap it and then twin it I think you can grab three opponents right so if you have the if you have the mind slaver you activate it and sacrifice it and I grab your turn right yeah and then I rings of bright hearth his ability so if I oh. if I tap him and activate it to twin this yeah you know it's a lot of fucking mana though to do that but then I grab everybody's turn that's actually and really they we cool. were basically it's basically like me <laughs> hose i mean that's like that's worse than taking an extra turn i mean that's like oh yeah like i'm gonna do the next round the table (laughs) yeah and there's there's stuff like that i mean there's like there's stuff that you can take extra turns with from artifacts yeah right so like that weird what is it ugin's neck is it ugin's nexus like if that one gets broken Uh you can twin it and take extra turns like it's twinning stuff in, in commander is powerful and i think a lot a lot of the time like the barrier between you and getting the twin is is pretty high right so like melek is like well you can twin instances of sorceries but sure they've got to be cast off the top of your library to do it yeah um yeah i mean even saying that like that crazy artifact that well, it turns into a land though that don't work i'm trying to think yeah i'm just trying to wrap my head around this one because this one's i think if you if you look at like a lot of discussion about him there's not a lot because people are like it's it Somebody's going to break this thing wide open.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it will get broken, but I think that's what's... It's cool to me to have a commander like that where there is this very strong, potent ability and power there to kind of explore.
2: Like, it's not readily obvious what you need to do just yet, but
1: the community will get to it.
2: Yeah. I think if I really wanted to make him, though, if I was like, okay, this is the guy I'm going to do, I'd really want... To have most of my deck just good things to have double, double of, okay. not okay, I'm instantly just busting things out. Right. So maybe pick a couple of combos that are really, really hard for my opponents to get through. Sure. Um, and those are my kind of my goals of getting there. But the rest is just, eh, it's nice to have this thing doubled up. You know, like it's nice to have these kind of like doubling effects, whatever, whatever they are. Like the Voltaic key. Yeah. Right. So So you can untap (sighs) a couple things. A couple permanents. Or, well, I mean, a better one would be like, yeah, like the unwinding clock. Sure. You know, because I'm activating this ability and using him. Like just things like that where I'm just trying to find, eke out that value and have him out and this other thing out early that gets me into a late game kind of setup. And I would imagine that that would fit better
1: into most play groups where, in terms of reputation of a commander,
2: where you're, yeah, speaking you're, speaking to our previous episode. Yeah, where
1: you're doing some things that you set up along the way. That's just kind of, it. it I guess an ends to or a means to an end, but you're not all just ends.
2: <laughs> yeah, does that make sense? I think. Like, so. I don't want to just like, all right, I'm dumping a bunch of mana rocks, and then I find a couple things, and then here we go, and then somebody finds a way to unbutton it, and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Right. Because like, how I want, I just want to be able to use him from turn two. Oh yeah, not right? Do nothing with him and then finally when I have all my I, but maybe that what exists that I what what's out there that I can do that with? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the question. Like yeah. what things can I cuz it's it's I think it's fairly specific. It won't let you twin um mana creating abilities, right? Like so giving him yeah, mana abilities can't be targeted. So yes. you're not you're not able to like
1: Yeah, so you're not going to get a bunch of mana out of a out of a um gilded lotus or something like that yeah like,
2: it's yeah it wouldn't even be that much because yeah to you get one to, but they were they were i mean you there's ways to go infinite that's why sure. they were like okay we're gonna eliminate that sure it's just what are those gonna be you know what are those gonna be maybe like prototype portal i suppose like i yeah that's one i've seen people talking you could, about you could twin off of i mean Kirkesh. Like, him and Kirkesh work really well together. Kirkesh is a little better for the activated side because it does not it's less mana and it doesn't involve a tapping, so you, you can kind of keep doing it. So him and the Voltaic Key get r- really busted, actually, pretty quick, especially with Gilded Lotus. Like, then you do actually have infinite colored okay. mana. Okay. You know, because it doesn't require that Kirkesh tap. Sure. So if, I still think Kirkesh is somebody who's going to be valued in the deck. show presence here. It's just the triggered abilities are what you're not able to get from Kirkesh. Sure. But what I mean <laughs> you know mirror works, I guess is a good triggered ability, yeah, because you can that's as what I've you seen cast people an talking artifact, about you pay two and you get you get a clone, so you would end up with it's still four extra mana, yeah, four extra mana to get two those so three versions of the same thing, yeah, it's. Anyway, dude, I my head hurts with these. You're two. just your
1: your head's like spinning. You're just like, they Ugh. do because I've
2: I've got like if we if you go back and listen to like our artifact episode where we talk when I talk and when I'm going off about artifacts like a lot of my time has been with just red because up until we record when we were had recorded that I just I wasn't into doing like what's his face Arkham Dachshund, yeah whatever. You know, and I did I did some time with the Esper setups, but they were they were all just like ETB infinites. Oh yeah, exactly. Or or I thought it was like with Sidri, like Sidri was just too she's just too cute. You know, her and that jaw, like she's just I just can't even have her on a piece of cardboard. I'm distracted by her. (laughs) You know? I mean mean her abilities. Like her they're just too cute. Like I didn't I didn't think they did a lot to getting to getting me a win. Sure. Other than like falling into some kind of infinite you know, it was like time sieve or something in the yeah the the Thopter assembly. Like I just I yeah. So when I pivoted to red, it's like, yeah, I was okay with having some crazy infinite. But it was usually kind of like some convoluted like Yeah You you took the long way home for sure. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was kind of a stretch. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. it was kind of a stretch. So when we're introducing blue to this, I'm like it's I'm sorry, start, it's starting to hurt my head. Oh yeah. Thing. I felt I felt this I feel about this guy like I did um when they so two years ago when they spoiled um Yidris oh like Yidris was just too chaotic for me like I remember thinking like man how do I how do I make this guy work right (laughs) it's like you don't you just cascade into shit (laughs) you kind of hope that you hit these things and you just you're just trying to just get the value train sure sure you know really all you're looking to do with him is get more combats and 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 wheel and double strike Yeah. But I I just it was I remember like when it first came out and it hadn't really been solved and everyone's kind of just talking about like how crazy the cascades are. I started just uh, You're just like Dude, I I just like couldn't even wrap my head around this thing. Like call me an amateur or something. But that's how this guy makes me feel. (laughs) Because I feel like I feel like I feel like people are just gonna throw a ton of artifacts and a ton of a ton of activated and triggers all over this thing. Oh yeah. Some are just like they're not what what are the best ones, man? You know? And that's
1: usually what it comes down to with with a with a deck like this, right? Because usually, I don't. Know what, it's it's apples and oranges. Because I've been messing around with my Tashar list again, doing artifacts.
2: See, that's that's triggered a lot of it, right? Or no, it's yeah, it's triggered abilities a lot of it. Yeah,
1: and so so it's kind of like, but you end up realizing that when you're dealing with something like this, that you have maybe. I don't know, like 10 to 15 cards that are kind of the core of it. Like you're not, you're not just building a whole deck full of good stuff for this. There's
2: it's, there's just, but you've, you've okay. So now that you've kind of touched on artifacts, like there's just so many. Oh yeah. There's just so many. There are so many. I mean, it's yeah, there's ridiculous. ones that are objectively just like paradox engines. It's so busted. Like, come on. Sure. But there's just so many, the possibilities with, Yeah, artifacts kind of they they stretch they stretch your your the human capacity for (laughs) making decks. At least for me, (laughs) at least for me. All right, let's just talk about the next one then, because yeah, these two are giving me a headache. This one's a little bit more like this one's pretty cool. Easier to have. Yeah, he just he just is actually. Um, so it's it's uh, Brutaclad Telcor Engineer, Brutaclad? Brutaclad, 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 Brutaclad Telcor Engineer is a legendary artifact creature, uh, artificer. It's weird he's not actually a mirror. That is actually a little bit weird. Is he a mirror? Or is he just like, he just resembles a mirror? <laughs> is he the weird gas that's in his chest? Do you see that? <laughs> and that he's just, right? Like, who is Brutaclad, dude? <laughs> yeah, sorry. So he's six mana, four oh, uh, blue and a red. Creature tokens you control have haste. It's- which is key because at the beginning of your combat on your turn, you can create a 2-1 blue mirror artifact creature token. Then you may choose a token you control. If you do, each other token you control becomes a copy of that token. So, yeah, dude. This guy's, this guy's pretty explosive. He's pretty explosive. He's one of those ones that's like, ah, it's fucking six mana. But...
1: I have a rule yeah. about six mana, like six CMC commanders. What that is they, that? they better fucking change the game.
2: He does on your side. That's for sure. And he does. That's, he does. So yeah, I mean, it's, is it tokens, right? It doesn't yeah. need to be artifacts. He's an artifact artificer. He makes, he makes you an artifact token, but really what you're looking for is, is, is what are high value tokens that I can propagate? Yes. In you know, this is actually kind of like on more on on your on your scale with sure What's I like because I like
1: to do tokening and stuff like that, but or I have done tokening. But what
2: I actually am
0: really into about if you Bro- can
2: only somehow get a token copy of Cranko, Hmm. Oh wait, there's Shahili's artistry that you can oh. make a clone. Of him, You would drop him off, but then you would have a clone that is now hasted. Or if you could get that Helm of the Host or whatever. (laughs) Oh, well, you just spoiled the the super tech there. Yeah, so like the super tech with this, the super tech with this is Helm of the Host. Right. Because now you can strap Helm of the Host onto Brutaclad. And at the beginning of your combat, you get a token that's not a legendary copy of Brutaclad. And then also Brutaclad, so if you order these triggers... Uh, Brutoclad makes a 2 1 copy or 2 1 mirror that you can now become a copy of Brutaclad's token copy. <laughs> so now you have Brutoclad, Brutoclad, Brutaclad. It's. And then from then on, you just keep having more and more Brutaclad. It's fucking dope. Yeah. I don't but think it's, it's as crazy as, you th- as you're thinking it is, but it is pretty crazy. But it's crazy. It's four crazy fours.
1: cool, dude. The thing that I like about Brutoclad though, is it kind of ties these other two together, right? Definitely. Yeah. So, so. You know, I mean like Sahili puts out tokens, right? Like with the with the ultimate. Right? Yeah. And so now Brutoclad has all these
2: Thanks. sweet, sweet targets. Sweet targets to copy. To copy. Right, because it doesn't say creature token. Right. Weirdly they omitted that. So if right. you really wanted a bunch of treasure. Or Go a bunch it. of clues. You could you could do that. <laughs> you got a raging clue, dude. Yeah, you could just turn I mean, I don't know, like if if you're kind of in a stall, like is the two one mirror really all that helpful? Sure. If you're in like a non aggro meta, like you're not you're not really looking for blockers, so it's yeah, and, then, and, and, and if, that's the other thing. He makes blockers for shit. Right. It's not crazy. And
1: then the and then Thanos can double up either of those two for you to kind of help you out. Like Oh,
2: fuck you, yeah, dude. I, yeah. Yeah. He can double up either. If she ever becomes an artifact, like he's he's going to do work. Yeah. And then, yeah, she, he can twin the activated abilities of some of these tokens. I mean,
1: that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at is I'm like, Brutoclat brings the three of these together, which kind of, to me, I
2: think. It seems like you've been spotting these a little bit. These like little, uh, legendary synergies. Cause you had one with, uh, what was it? Yeah. So with, um, Tiana. Dominaria and Tyana. Yeah, oh, well,
1: I, I, I don't know. I think I kind of want like, that's something that I want to like, I don't know, throw a bone to wizards of the coast. Like, I think they do have some subtle design that uh, is pretty cool. You know, they've they've struggled. Lay line of design. Yeah. Lay line of design. They've struggled with some of these commander releases with because they give you they try to give us commanders led new legends that. Kind of are close to each other, but do different things. Mm-hmm. So the deck like the pre con decks are kind of incoherent at times.
2: These three, this one is a pretty coherent list.
0: Like you would
1: want these three together.
2: Yeah, I I can see, I can see the value in it. I think if I was going to make my deck, like if I'm making the Shahili deck, I don't, I don't, I don't see myself putting Brutoclad in there because of his mana. Sure. It's six. Tanos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tanos is, he's only two mana. I'm not really going out of my way for that. But I think like as a pre-con, yeah, no, I, I get, I get, I get what you're kind of spotting. Um, there's a new golem that they put out. Like we'll just talk about it now. It's a twelve twelve golem that's reduced by how many creatures that are attacking you. Oh yeah. Flash or not even attacking you. I think it's just attacking, so you can even flash this thing out on your own. Sure. Combat. Sure. Um, but if it ever dies, it becomes a six twelve token. <laughs> so that would be highly valued for brood, that's a great brutaclad brutaclad brutaclad. And <laughs> uh, worm coil engine. So yeah, let's let's pick all the life link or the death touch. Oh yeah, dude. Going. A precursor golem, a mere battlesphere. If you can kind of make a yeah, somehow you, like so, yeah, like Shahili's artistry, Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker, like anything that turns regular creatures into a token. into tokens, like this is what you're looking for. Oh yeah, like those effects is what you are what you want because real creatures will always be. Over, I mean, duh, they'll be more valuable than than regular <laughs> tokens will ever be. But Kiki Jiki will do dark work here.
1: We're we're gonna come back to the to talking about parties. Kiki Jiki needs to be invited to all
2: the parties. He does need to be invited to all the parties. He does. So yeah, this is definitely one of them. Helm of the host, super tech for this. Yeah. Because yeah, all these token brutoclads make the token two ones that become token brutoclads. Like it's it's fucked. That's it's, actually pretty fucking it's, crazy. It's pretty cool. Uh should we talk was, about the stepchild of this of this deck? So I was I was thinking about this one and I'm 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 actually. I think this one actually kind of contends with with uh What's the dude's name? Valduk. Oh! So, so it's Varchild, Betrayer of Keldor She's two and a red for legendary creature human knight. When Varchild, or when Varchild Betrayer of Kildor deals combat damage to a player, that player creates that many 1-1 red survivor creature Tokens. Survivor, <laughs> survivor opponents, or survivor opponents, survivors your opponent's control can't block and can't attack you uh, or a planeswalker you control. Uh, she's a three three, but here's the weird thing is that Var child leaves the battlefield, gain control of all survivors, gain control of all survivors. So if I hit you, you get three okay. of them, yeah, right. So she's three, three for three, three, yeah, which is great, cool. and then I hit somebody else, three, three so I like she like like think about how much damage that is that she's created, yeah, in three in the in that three in in that instance, or let's say we only get in two hits from her, sure, we're up to like what is that nine damage? Because they can't attack me, right? But and you're giving can't other block, people, survive. and they can't block her. That's the other thing. Oh like, yeah, that's it's right. not like I can't come back. Yeah, like you know, coming back for you. Right. So, where? What else are you gonna do with them? You're gonna send them at other people or block? I I guess in a weird way, like if you block bigger creatures from other people, she is kind of reducing the, the, ambient damage. That's sure, my, that's my new thing, man. I like ambient, ambient, ambient damage. Da- ambient damage of what's going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as she leaves, so I don't know, conjures Closet, I'm pulling them all over to my side. And her re ATBing doesn't set them back anywhere. Like they're just, that's dope. They're just mine. Homeward Path. Oh, because, yeah. Because I created them. I am their owner. You're just their controller. I always forget about Homeward, ba-
1: homeward Path. Uh, Jeff used that one on me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's, I think I use like corrupted conscience. When you have like it that.
2: and you need it, it's great. You know, it's kind of like just like, little, but that's
1: built for this deck. Like this deck wants. That yeah, it's for more sure. than just
2: a condom now. Right, that one's like made for this deck. Yeah, it's not like oh, it's great when you need it. It's you like, know, no, I'm
1: I'm going to be fucking tonight, so I I I need to have it. Yeah,
2: so I don't know. Making her increase in power is it's kind of doing double duty in a strange way. Like oh, I yeah. actually, I actually, so instead of creating these like elementals, like Valduk
1: does, you're yeah. creating survivors. So like Dictator
2: the twin gods is really good here because like it's going all over the place. Like sure. again, to use my, my new, my new phrase, ambient damage is <laughs> pretty high there because they can't attack me. Right. A lot of the reason like you're worried about. Yeah. And then like, uh, uh, coat of arms. Well, that's global. Isn't oh yeah. It? So right away, like I hit you, like even if we're going back to like the basics, the basics of the commander. I hit you. I hit, I land three of them. on you, Right. Yeah. Because yeah, it says yeah, that many. Exactly. And they're all going to get plus three now. So they're four fours that can never come my way. And if they (laughs) come to my, if I lose my VAR child, Oh my God. That's dope. Yeah. She's not, she's not really thought about this one. She's not shitty dude. Like she's really not. Well, I didn't think it
1: was shitty. I, I was, my concern was just how do you, how do you, I guess I, I, I guess I think I had two concerns. Like one, making sure that Varchild leaves in an effective way. So like you said, Conjurer's I, Closet, stuff like that.
2: I'd be okay with Conjurer's Closet. That's probably, probably the one I am okay with. You could probably, because I, I don't want her being off the attack. Because sure. she'll come off on my turn, come back. And then by the time me get around to me, I can attack yeah, she again. She
1: gets done with her summoning sickness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So giving her like menace So like. Madcap skills, things like oh, that. yeah, because she's out so early. Like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, I think there is actually an enchantment that deals damage to everybody when creatures come into play under anybody's control. So, like, you're thinking like impact tremors and us but that doesn't work because they come. Yeah, in because under they're AP. coming yeah. into. If it came over else's. my control and then I gave them away, cool. That would be different. But that's that's not how this thing's gonna work. Okay. Um, what the hell is the name of that enchantment? I don't know, dude. There is an enchantment that deals damage like whenever a creature comes into play. Like I'm not
0: hmm. Yeah,
2: whatever. Yeah. Coat of arms is really crazy with her because now people have like really, really, really big blockers. Um It's it it's an interesting one. I repercussion. Yeah. That's busted too. Yeah. Once you fall into a like a blasphemous act with repercussion. I was a little... You've, con- you've, you've created a way for them to die. Like, they have l- so, like your opponents have so many tokens. It's yeah. like 13, 13, 13, 13. Like, they're just out. I was a little concerned about whether or not
1: you could make enough happen for it to be to have a big enough impact. You know, like, that was kind of my concern initially. But I think some of the stuff... Like, listening to you talk about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I think you can do it. You can do it, dude. You can do it. Yeah. The other thing is sometimes giving people fodder is dangerous, um
2: but you're playing red are you really are you really planning for tomorrow? True, you are giving them things to sack with, you're giving them things to block with, but if you have kind of a plan for these creatures, you know, yeah. like making like putting out the effects like everybody attacks each turn of fable, like th- things like that. oh yeah, like, that was just forcing the combats because yeah. you want to get into combat so often um yeah like you have to go you're gonna go anyways like
1: make everyone else
2: yeah i'm into it yeah not as bad not the stepchild you thought man she she rose up she, yeah she did she rose up she and overcame. Did. you want to cover a different deck now i think that's all of them from that one
1: yeah that's all i think that's all the new legends from that one
2: um which one should we do next dude uh let's talk about um let's just let's just talk about the jun deck
1: Let's talk about the gen deck. All right. All right, dude. This is your favorite one, huh?
2: Yeah. Hit us with it.
1: Okay. So the Planeswalker in this one is Lord Windgrace. Uh, So two, black, red, green. Comes in with five loyalty. Has a plus two. Discard a card, then draw a card. And if a land card is discarded this way, then draw an additional card. Um so discard a land draw two kind of yeah. thing minus three return up to two target land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield so just, you've been ditching lands with the up two you get those back into play mm-hmm. and then an ultimate of minus eleven destroy up to six target non-land permanents then create six two two green cat warrior creature tokens with forest
2: walk mm. <laughs> uh okay so you're the lands guy believe it or not actually you are yeah, it's kind of weird huh? after what i saw last night <laughs> fuck the guy had gitrog monster out maybe four mana like i don't even know how he pulled off getting the gitrog monster out with four mana at least after all the sacrificing shit the turn went on for maybe like three minutes and i'm watching all this shit go into his graveyard and back into play and going into the graveyard and back into play like, I'm just, what the fuck is going on over there? Yeah. I remember, and I remember thinking about this Lord Wingrace guy, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't really need him.
0: <laughs> you know?
2: It's kind
1: of true. And and so, like, and that and that's exactly it, right? Like, I, I think that the turn you're describing, I had, like, a crop rotation that I had held on to, a harrow that I had held on to. I had my normal land plays that I was able to spin through. And this is just using Golgari,
2: right? Like I remember my blood pressure going up during that turn, for sure. And
1: the other thing is is that like there's not a limitation on it. It's just because Gitrog's there providing me card draw for lands going into the graveyard. Um, <laughs> you know, like it's this great thing. Like Lord Windgrace has this sort of one-time effect. I think that's what's difficult here is with lands, you need something that's sort of ever-present. Instead of a singular effect, does that make sense? Because I yeah. think that's what separates the Getrog Monster from well, this is an activated Lord his Wind is a, his is Wind is a trigger. Grace. Yeah,
2: exactly. He lets you draw a card just by blasting land. Yeah, like, exactly. Lord Wind Grace doesn't have I, that going for him. I,
1: I, I don't. The thing to me is that I don't hate these the, the first two abilities on Lord Wind Grace. Honestly, I mm-hmm. don't. But they're made better by things like the Getrog Monster, as it turns out.
2: I mean he he you definitely <laughs> he definitely isn't as obvious as the Gitrog monster no, I suppose. No. But at the same time he's a planeswalker, which comes with his own like level of being obvious. So the other thing to me about him though is that
1: like you're not I I don't know how valuable that ultimate is. But it's but it's threatening enough that I think your opponents will hate it. They hate they'll hate the idea that you will have the opportunity to destroy six non land permanents.
2: Yeah. I was thinking like, well that's not an ultimate anybody's gonna freak out. It's like f- fuck no, dude. Six is a lot. You'll run you might run out of good targets for that. Yeah. Like uh and yeah, let's just get rid of this. Like let's just get rid of your warm power stone. Really? Yeah, yeah let's drop that. And let's uh I don't know, let's kill this this uh Elvish Mystic. Like it <laughs> really yeah, probably could like it's true. Get that thing online. I don't know. Really you have that many that I
1: want to destroy. And if you're thinking about it at five CMC and the number of turns you got to go through to get there. Fuck, just just cast a wrath spell, dude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should hold off on on talking about what we about all that. We we have a plan for all of that. But um, what would be good for him? Like, let's say I, I put a gun to your head and I said, Kyle. Fucking get rid of the Gitrog and switch it to Lauren the Wind gracer I'm gonna blow your goddamn well, brains Well, I, I, out. I think a lot doing?
1: of the I think a lot of the obvious type stuff that you that you would want to like you just you just the Gitrog uh, monster, yeah, the Gitrog <laughs> monster, uh, Omnath, Azusa, Menin Den. yeah, burgeoning, Tiana, exploration, like all these different things. Like you just you just the unfortunate thing about his his. Plus one ability or plus two, whatever it is. Plus one, it's plus, plus two. two. His plus two ability is that it doesn't actually like, like it. it's hard to push it forward too much. Yeah, you can net two card or net a card mm. if you're discarding land, but you got to have like a pretty steep land composition for your deck. You You're probably looking at needing to have like 45 lands plus, I would think.
2: I think he works really well with fetch lands. Uh, That's true. So does the get shrug monster. Yeah, of course. Um, even just like evolve, like even the weak fetch lands, like evolving wilds or the panoramas, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, the Ashen Barrens. Is that what it is? Ashen Barrens or.
1: Yeah. So the Ash Barrens, the one that you can do the basic land yeah, cycling. Basic land cycling. There's several of those from several of the cycling lands that came from Cat that you would. You could well then. There's the
2: monuments too from yeah. Dominaria. So yeah. there, there's some techie lands. Um, I think t- if I was, t- if somebody put a gun to my head and said, "Made this guy," I would definitely be trying to go down the route of taking advantage away from my opponents. So a lot of yeah board wipe way- wipes. So like anger, of the like even like anger of the god effects. Oh yeah, like sweltering suns. That would that would that would be my anticipation. Bucket, I'd probably go for sire of insanity. Yeah, why not? <laughs> To hold people off. So I'm able just to kind of filter stuff out. I have a higher land density. And then, yeah, the stuff that they do finally resolve, I've already got my super removal. And yeah, then get you, my cats.
1: you should be, you should be, I think if you take that route, you should be ahead
2: of people. With with this deck. kind of like a resource denial pressure kind of thing. Well, yeah,
1: because instead of you know, like I think with a lot of, of with red. a lot of resource denial type decks, usually what you're trying to do is get your advantage from your artifacts. Mm. In this case, you should just be ramped way a front in front of people. Would be would be what I would would anticipate, and so you're just, I think it would. It's like adding two colors to an Azusa type deck. Like there's just going to be land lands everywhere. They've got mana advantage.
2: Okay. Well, he's he's the he's the commander for the lands focused lands deck. Let's talk about the other commanders that care about lands as well. <laughs> What's the next commander that cares about lands that's jund? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh let's let's do let's do the fucking spider, dude. Okay. So Thantus, sorry, but that one actually doesn't care about lands. I asked you to list off the Jund commander oh, that cares wait. about lands. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, it turns out there isn't one. Turns out there's not one. Yeah, what's, what's the spider do? Fuck. Uh, so Thantis,
1: the War Weaver. Uh, six converted mana cost, so remember what I said about six. Better have a big fucking impact. <laughs> okay. Uh, so three and then Jund. Vigilance and reach. All creatures attack. Each combat if able. If able. Huh. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, put a plus one plus one counter on Thantis, the War Weaver. It's a five-five. Um, this one has some design flaws, in my humble opinion.
2: Really? Is it the art? You don't like how it looks?
1: Yeah, the art looks like just you know it's a child did it.
2: A child did it.
1: Uh No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I have no savant. critique of the, <laughs> the the art at all. But it, so we did we did our plus one plus one counters theme episode. Yeah, and. I think if you have savvy magic players, the only way you can really use plus one, plus one counters in a steady way Uh is to combo with them. Okay. Thantis doesn't provide that, nor do the colors really provide that. Right? We're not playing Abzan. Black and green. We're not playing Simic. We're in Jund. So really, what you end up doing with Thantis is just creating a big fucking spider,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it doesn't. It can't. It can't block multiple creatures either. Is the other—that's my one thing. I don't. That's like about where. Him. That's the design thing that's
2: kind of flawed, that's, right? I'm like, can he block eight? That would yeah, that nice. would be dope if the spider could block eight. That would be fucking dope. People just be looking to drain him for removal at that point yeah like they they already are going to he's just getting you know
1: anytime there's a big creature on the battlefield it just calls out removal especially in our group and we've talked about that like we have a heavy removal group yeah but i don't think that's unique to us yeah so so i i will mention this i did see i was kind of looking into thantis a little bit and i saw somebody on reddit actually mention they were they they were it was spinning through their head. They're like, well, okay, it's not just me, it's not just my opponents that have to attack, right? All creatures attack. Yeah, he has to send the red line. He has to go. But he's vigilant. All of, all of your creatures have to go. He is vigilant. So you know, good job on the design there.
2: Yeah. So you're not really allowed to play like utility creatures that don't tap. Yeah, because they're, they're gonna get themselves killed. Go. So things like, like pretty much, if you're gonna do um, a death right shaman. Yeah, that thing's gonna die. We it ha- you'll be having to, you'll be pretty much obliged to activate that ability every yeah. turn. Not so, that that might not be happening already. Sure, but sure. You know, like but you're gonna have to be careful with actually what you because he's gonna force them to attack. Too. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, so
2: something that I saw about.
1: somebody in on Reddit kind of, I guess, grappling with this conundrum. Right. Okay. In that, okay, I want to have creatures that are you know, that a, like I want to avoid having those creatures that are utility creatures that Mm I value value that I don't like, I don't want to be able to have to send them into the red line or just have myself tapped down is the other thing. So he actually kind of went this interesting route of doing a deck full of defenders. Oh, because they can't attack because they can't attack, Ah. which I find very fascinating um, I think uh, but what that inevitably does though, is it forces Thantis to be a Voltron, like you're just gonna be letting Thantis get big and and that's that's the win con that you're gonna have is doing commander damage with Thantis. I don't see that working with with our group.
2: there's a lot of weird hoops that jump through with this guy,
1: but there are groups that I think maybe that could work with, sure um just an interesting idea i don't i don't i don't anticipate Thantus being a well used legendary creature
2: and he's just he's just short of being like i have a i have a i have a weird feel like thing about jund mhm like what what is it like what what <laughs> define okay if i said if i said esper to you like what would you say what would your response be yeah i mean like i think of a Aloro, or B artifacts. Yeah, so it's Aloro, or yeah artifacts. Like Aloro yeah. kind of what was exceptional. If I said, uh, "What's Naya to you?"
1: She like just big fucking creatures. Yeah, it's just usually
2: big, big, big creatures. That's <laughs> Naya's thing. Just right. big whatever. But when I talk about Jund, I, for some reason I always think of like dragons. I, I think it's just maybe because of It's yeah, just because of Prosh, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and Karthus and Prosh. But outside of that, like I don't, I don't really know what to say. I get that like in other formats, it's kind of, it's kind of looked at as the mid range sure thing. It has some really, really positive control elements and it has very aggressively costed creatures like, sure. like the, um, uh, what the hell's the one that everybody's always looking for? The, the Ler- goif. It's oh. like the two mana. Yeah. I cannot believe I can't think of its name. Right. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. The goif What the hell is its name? The, the- the, Remember Goif Gate where the guy like drafted a foil one out of his like It's just Mono Green though yeah, right? The Tarmagoyf? The Tarmagoyf. Right. Tarma there we go. Fuck. God damn. Yeah. That's only $102. Only right now, $102 dude. dude. What a steal. You need four of them. So uh, <laughs> yeah like these kind of cards stick out to me sure. when I think Jund but I don't know how to like talk about its identity in in, in mechanically or even just like in the flavoring you know. So this guy like if I, what I want Jun to be is just the, is just the, the pinnacle of fucking aggression is what I want it to be. Not necessarily like, oh, they're really big creatures, you know, like, Ban- or Naya can keep that. Sure. Not, not even that, like, for, pound like, for pound. I'm just
1: going to come at you and, like,
2: constantly. Yeah, like, like, like pound every for possible pound, way. like, every, t- like, if I, I, and this is just me and I don't, I'm not a designer, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Right. But like pound for pound, I would want every jund card that ever was printed for its mana cost. It is the best in slot, like when if the intention is to be aggressive. Yeah. Right. So it's And yeah. this one, it's a six six for five. Like okay, just make it a six six for six. Can't can I just have that? Right. So when I have one creature attack me, he's now on the clock. Can I just have that at least with this dude? Oh, yeah. Right. Like just stuff like that. So yeah. Like so I don't know. We, There's we, just something about this thing. That, or how about when a creature attacks anybody, he gets big. Yeah, and he see, demands that everyone. Like he just causes chaos. Yeah, you know the yeah. pinnacle of fucking aggressiveness. That's what I would love. Exactly. Attacks anybody. He can block eight creatures because he's an eight-legged spider. Right. You know, come up with something else. Like we eight, were. People will drain removal on him. They'll come up with pillow forts. They'll come um, up yeah. with ways to kill him. He's he's one freaking song of the dryads away from getting whatever. Like. It's not that big of a dark still mutation, yeah, God so look, forbid. Look
1: who would like to be in the moon, dude.
2: Yeah. I want something that just is so disruptive to everyone and their precious creatures or something that's so disruptive for being around. Like, K- K- Kresh doesn't even do that. And putting Kresh in this is kind of dangerous. If oh, Kresh yeah. isn't big enough and you're forcing him into an attack and somebody's going to be like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to block right now. Yeah, let's, let's get us out, out, Krush out of here. take out now before yeah. he does become big. Yeah. Like don't it's, don't make Jund jump through a lot of hoops. It's true. It has one good representative commander in in, in Prosh. The right. others are like, yeah, you kind of have to. It's kind of like a setup. It's kind of a show, um, setup and stuff. For all of them. To me, stuff like that kind of pushes your meta game too, right? Like Prosh forces people to get better at Magic. Oh yeah, Prosh embodies the color combination. Like it just he forces he's you crazy. to be better. He's crazy. He brings creatures in that you can you can be a totally you could be a total glutton with the tokens or you can i mean there's so much you can do with him yeah Yeah. it doesn't need to be like the food chain thing it is but it doesn't need to be right right but he's definitely uh if they change the lot text line on this one to all creatures attack he gets plus one plus one counters no matter who's attacking yeah Fucking hook me up. He's six mana. Oh, yeah. Right? Exactly. I guess I don't need him to be a six six at that point. Fuck. Sure. I'll, if that's the case, I'll be okay with him being a four four. Yeah, like he can come in small and I'll Sh- fucking go. Sure, but he'll get big quickly. And yeah. then, yeah, we'll load the Varchild chicken. We'll take her out of the Izzet deck and put her over here. <laughs> and then I'm just going to go nuts with this guy. And I'm like okay that. with attacking each turn if able. Yeah. You know? I want, I want Jun to be the pinnacle of aggression. I'm okay with having to right. attack each turn of fade. But
1: yeah, we're here talking about
2: putting walls in putting this walls shit. in a jun deck. Right, because I and this is kind of what I'm saying. Like I don't right. feel like this guy Well, because what are spiders usually? Spiders are usually they're
0: fairly defensive.
2: Defens- they're fairly defensive.
1: Like in most of the game, like they're they have reach, which is what is reach implying? You can't, they're not flying over the top. They're there to block flyers. Like
2: the vigilance reach is something that I think makes him Okay. Yeah. I, if all these changes I'm talking about like happened, he still would need that because I want to be able to block their shit. And I want, I want to be able to attack with impunity. And Vigilance weirdly is a very aggressive. It is probably the most aggressive stuff. Yeah. Keyword for a because it means that I don't have to hold
1: up in order. I to I don't block. worry
2: about attacking. I'm just going in. Yeah, it, it actually says like you're wasting your attacks if you don't attack when right. somebody's open. Well, yeah, you're open. Sorry, I'm it's vigilant. <laughs> you know, it's very good in multiplayer. Very good oh, yeah. in multiplayer. Oh yeah. All right, sorry. Let's well let's let's, hit the let's next move
1: one. on, dude. I'm not building a Thantus deck, so.
2: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> uh, Gyrus. Waker of
2: corpses. Okay. Uh <laughs> uh, Kyle. Fuck. Dude. Read the card, dude. Quit editorializing. <laughs> it for fuck's sake. This is the news, dog. Oh
1: yeah. Uh get my best Walter Cronkite Walter Cronkite <laughs> voice on here. Uh Gyrus Waker of Corpses enters the battlefield with a number of plus one, plus one counters on it equal to the amount of mana spent to cast it. This is actually I actually really like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, in terms of Hydras, like that's actually quite, quite powerful. Yeah, because it's X, black, red, green is the the converted mana cost, like you would expect any Hydra to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Jairus attacks, you may exile target creature card with lesser power from your graveyard. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that card, and that's tapped and attacking. Fuck. Can we just edit this last part out? <laughs> you are editorializing, dude. Exile the, the card. Exile the token at the end of combat. Okay. <laughs> this is this is not the Waker of Corpses. This is the like defiler the, of graveyards. Yeah, like,
2: the, the waster of corpses. Yeah, like it's just. Call them.
1: It. I don't even know what to say, dude. Like, like I, I. It is. It is cool. I think to be able to create tokens of things in your graveyard. So obviously you want to build your gyrus deck with lots of dredge. Just get stuff dead, dredge a bunch of stuff into your graveyard. And unfortunately, in order to get value out of them, you with your commander, you have to exile them. Yeah. And you only get them for a turn. Yeah. So your picks better be fucking good.
2: I, yeah.
1: I haven't even looked at the online discussion about this one because I'm just like I I, I, people have, either people are ignoring it, (laughs) no, I don't think, or they're fucking irate about this thing. (laughs) Okay, uh, that that was hard, Andy. Yeah, let me just tell you, I had a hard time with that one. Like those two, kind of like this one in particular. They just kind of. They hurt a
2: little bit. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm, I, and it's not because we're friends, but I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I didn't know you, I would agree with what you're saying. Like, I, I wish you and I could be on two sides of a debate. You know, I don't know how constructive that is to listen to a podcast fight itself or something. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, dude, I gotta, I gotta, I definitely am on, I'm definitely with you on this one. Um, just looking at it, I, I, what I, and this is just getting this out of the way. What I like about it is the mana cost or at least or the, the, the alignment with his design. Right. So it's a Hydra. Yeah. yeah. If he gets destroyed, his tax goes up by two. Sure. And, and it gets bigger. Yeah. It's two heads come back. So I feel like, I feel like the mana part of it. At least that's, as far as his sizing to his mana cost is actually elegant design. It's it's it is really good. That first
1: half, right, like let, let's not ignore that. That first half of, of the card text is really good. And it's more valuable than other Hydras, because usually with Hydras you're just getting the X cost, right? Yeah. Like this one is getting the color requirement included with for the plus one, plus one counter. Right. So that's it actually pretty It doesn't necessarily cool.
2: dodge the tax. It's just that you're kind of depending on your development. I don't sure. know, you can read the board a little, decide to cast him later if he gets yoked like you can cast him and still expect to have a return on your mana. Yeah. It's not it's not cost evasion. It's not like Derevi or what, whoever else. Like he's not doing that, right? Sure. So I think it's elegant. I I suppose with that. Um what really really there's a couple things that hold back hold back things for me with this. Uh the wastage, I guess like it's just, it's just, it's such a waste to exile things out of your graveyard. I, I, right. I would the things that you have to put, like getting things into your graveyard is another resource commitment to your deck. Yeah. So if you're saying, well, I'll just do some self mill. I'll get the tokens in. This is an extreme waste of your time because you're already, these, they're not going to stick around. You're, You're basically giving yourself a mana barrier to exile creatures from your game. Right. In the most convoluted way,
1: like I would be, I would be okay if, like, just cast the creatures. Yeah, if there was, yeah, exactly, resolve them, and and you've got green in your typing, like you can ramp into just casting the stuff you want. I would be okay with a segment of that second paragraph being in there. You know, like, I don't know if, I think the big problem is, is like exiling the token at the end of combat, right? Like I would be okay if with exiling the token at the end of combat if I didn't have to exile the card from my yard. They're just they're I just, would be okay with exiling the card from my yard if I didn't have to exile the token. Like having both of those things
2: be present just makes it r- not even really worth looking at. Right, and then when you once you start going down the path of trying to fix these things, get ready to, you know, Fucking hit yourself in the dick with your wallet because you're looking at doubling season and parallel lives, Mm -hmm. and even those get exiled. Yeah, right. Because they are. That's how it. Like it's. That's what it wants you to do is exile all the tokens that are created this way at the end of combat, or you're doing something
1: like Sundial of the Infinite in order to. It's just. It's just not working. And it's just like. Well, I've plugged in all. Like you said, I'm plugging in
2: all these cards to try and get around this thing. It's it's absurd. Yeah, I I feel like you're you're asking yourself to spend time getting stuff into your yard to have your creatures exiled. Like if you if you go down the self mill route with this guy and you're looking for ways to exile or get cards into your graveyard to cheat them into play, like if you start treating this guy like a reanimator, it's going to come apart really quick. In the face of the other reanimation cards that exist or uh, other reanimation options that exist, right? If you start oh, yeah. looking at this guy from the perspective of okay, well, Maybe I'll just cast the creatures, and when they die, I don't know i'll ca- i'll bring him I'll bring them back somehow and and use them later, right? Like at least I get one more use out of them. They're cost restrictive, right. They have to be fitted around his size exactly. so to buy them back again, right? if you start going down the route route of well, i need to I'll just try to buy multiple combats, like I'll do that. like there's this guy has so many really hard barriers around oh, this, yeah around this card that once you try to break through them. It actually makes the deck make less sense. What and what really really pisses me, or not pisses me off, but disappoints me about the card is that this this actually would have been a good card that was just full of like keyword soup. Sure. Some, something on the level of a honestly. Sure. Like if he had like Trample and Haste and maybe Menace or just like just stuff that just like let's just fucking soup him up. Yeah. I would actually would not. I'd be like, well, whatever. And you get an extra use out of these creatures if you want.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you've got a good commander. And then this other thing you can do if you want. Like, yeah. look at, like I, like, I like that as an example because Atraxa has all kinds of different builds that people play around
2: with her because she's just an objectively good card to have as your yeah. commander. Right. And this one is objectively bad. Yeah. Like, there, when Alicia exists, there's no reason for this. Oh, yeah. When, when Prosh exists, if Jund is your thing, there's no kinda, reason for this. I
1: kind of wonder if that's what's happened is that they're looking at Prosh and they're like, we overdid it like it's and and they're trying to like limit themselves. We've seen that at other times. We've seen like Izet legendary creatures kind of I don't know, just get cut down because This thing
2: is just I don't know. I I am I'm, I'm wondering like what year this card is from. You can't use tap abilities because they come in tapped and attacking. He doesn't have any innate protection or evasion. Right. He doesn't have haste. You can't use him the turn he comes out. Like there's just there's That's just That's a good question. I wonder if some, it's an old design. Yeah, like was this like some holdover card from the original Shards of Alara? Is that what this is? Like they just like dug this fucking keyword or this this design back up and slapped some art on it and yeah. threw it in a commander deck and said, This is what you're waiting for, right? Like I don't who who is this for? Yeah, like, that's a that's a
1: that's a tough one. Um, well, let's let's uh move on before we boil our blood too much. Yeah. Um so there is a Rakdos legend in this deck as well. Okay. Um kind of it seems like each of these have like a kind of like a stepchild legend in them that's you know like they have the full color typing for three three and then another one that's no reduction yeah that's a reduction anyway so uh zantia sleeper agent so one black red for a five five um as zantia sleeper agent enters the battlefield an opponent of your choice gains control of it what Xantcha uh, sleeper agent attacks each combat if able and can't attack its owner or planeswalkers its owner controls. And there's an activated ability of pay three that anybody can activate and Xantcha's controller loses two life and you draw a card. This one's a really weird design, um, but interesting to me. Yeah, at least it's interesting. Yeah. I'm
2: I'm intrigued to see what people... Put together around this, uh, I think there's a, I think there's some routes you can take for sure. I think you can do the whole can't attack me thing. That's kind of so been like my the, thought. the two vows or some, yeah. or something. Yeah, so doing some. I think vows. A, I think pretty quick people are going to look to try to pillow fort. Yeah, uh, those are expensive options in these colors. It You're is looking at like these... a crawl space, which is actually is not that cheap. Um, what is the other one? The snaring bridge.
1: Yeah, and snaring bridge probably. Well, you probably wouldn't want to use a meek stone in this case, right, like,
2: yeah, because it would choke her. you kind of do want this thing to a-
1: I mean the activated ability maybe I mean like but- she
2: maybe 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 a meek stone wouldn't be too bad of a because there is a point where you you're looking not really to have her attack into something. you just want to have the activated ability you want there. people to have the activated ability. I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what i I'd like to incentivize people to use that ability, so how do I do it right, yeah, so heartstone. Oh, like let's reduce the cost so people are more willing to pay that mana to get that card. Yeah, or fucking shred their hands so they want to draw. Because like they, I have to. I'm draw not cards. letting them have cards on their own. So again, I hate to say it, sire of insanity. Yeah, right. Some That's kind actually of a really cool idea. sacrifice outlet or or discarding, you know, like oppression. Uh, yeah, oppression would be fucking annoying, dude. Right. Well, painful so painful quandary, these yeah, kind of things where yeah. people are like, okay, those kinds of things. Sorry, be, pal. I got to like, you know, pull the card.
1: That's interesting. That's kind of where you, where you landed. I was kind of thinking, I wonder if you do a lot of curses in your deck to just kind of add to what you're doing with the commander a little bit. I, yeah. Um, you, could, you could do that. I don't I think, know if that's the best route. I like what you're talking about. I think that's, I think that's really
2: incentivizing people to use it. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, it needs to be said that once you achieve infinite colorless mana, so ring's rings bright hearth and rings this bright hearth and basalt monolith sure uh you can drop the person that's holding it yeah yeah you'd have to you'd be drawing a lot of cards so you could potentially deck yourself out but you could do it (laughs) at least at least hurt them quite a bit oh yeah exactly um then the other thing i think is that i i don't i don't know what happens when they finally die i don't know if it comes if she i think she just goes back to your zone I, I, don't think, think you just I think I think when somebody else her.
1: controls it, they're exiled, and so you would have to zone it, zone her.
2: Yeah, so you'd rezone her. I don't yeah. I don't think she'd just come back over to you because I don't think that's something that you want is
1: ever Which, to be. Fortunately, controlling she her. has a low converted mana cost. The other thing that I was thinking about is I I wonder if you need to have a package in the deck to kind of uh, protect her in some way, as in I would I would foresee myself holding up a lot of mana and the person that's controlling her trying to attack her into a kill for her, something that would kill her and then spot removing whatever they're anticipating oh, people
2: block. I get it. Yeah. So you're really like protecting your sleeper agent. You're like a yeah. your handler. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that too.
1: That's kind of what I was thinking is like, I'm just going to get that out and I'm going to spend most turns holding my mana up. Yeah. Like you said, doing kind of the pillow fort type type stuff a little bit. So it's hard to get to you, and then just holding mana. Up. I don't
2: even know if the pillow forts are necessary. I feel like I would rather spend my my mana on things like giving her Madcap skills. Now she's a fucking eight five. Yeah, that's gonna hit people early. hard. Yeah, an eight five menace that has yeah. to attack each turn of Fable and has that spam. Yeah, like me just taking advantage of that. Like like I I I envision this as a as crazy as it sounds, like a Rakdos control deck. I have a source of card draw yeah. out that hurts my opponent. Yeah. I have three mana, I can draw a card. Yeah. And they lose life, right? Um, I mean, yeah, it's no Thrasios, but whatever. Yeah, but and I mean I like, keep, so keep let's it. compare that to to the scorpion god.
1: There's a pro, there's something behind that already, right? Like the scorpion god has a three mana activated ability, right? But and you can something draw has cards. To die with a negative count. Yeah, like there's there's hoops have you have to jump through in that one. You're just straight up paying three to draw a card and have them lose too. It's actually, I, I'm actually pretty pumped about her. I think she's, I think she's pretty hot. Like there's going to be some figuring out to do for, for a list for her, but she's, she's cool. Oh
2: yeah. I, I think, uh, I think incentivizing people to use that ability is something that I'm interested in, whether it works or not. I don't think pillow forwarding is the way to go because the colors, one, the colors don't support it. And then two, she can't attack you. Yeah. So I think the man is better spent on granting her. Just thinking about like kind of what you're saying, like thinking of ways to keep her alive. Yeah. Like giving her ways to enchant things.
1: That's that's kind of what I'm. That was my f- biggest concern was just making sure we're gonna have This one's, this one's
2: one I that think that's I wanna, probably I a I deck definitely
1: want to try to crack. Have to tech.
2: Huh. Uh. All right. Well, that's nature's vengeance. Best of the four decks for <laughs> sure, dude. I mean. You're you're gonna buy like
1: multiple copies of that one,
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> if I came home and there was just like a bunch of these in my house, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> you know,
1: somebody forgot to take out the trash. Yeah,
2: waste waste of trees. This freaking deck. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, adaptive enchantment. Do you want to go off on that one? Yeah, I'm into this. Okay, do it. It's kind of my bag. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you on the front front end, and then I'll do the last
1: one. Okay. Cool. Um. So. Yeah, so this is the Bant deck that's all about enchantments. Bant Chantress. Bant Chantress. um, Not to be confused with Dank Chantress. Uh, So the the Planeswalker here is Estrid the Masked. um, One green, white, blue. And then it comes in with three loyalty. Has a plus two ability, which is untap each enchanted permanent you control. And then a (coughs) minus one, create a white aura enchantment token named mask attached, named mask attached to another target permanent. And then the token has enchant permanent and token armor, totem armor, not token armor, right? Yeah, it's totem armor. I don't know why it says token armor in this thread. Typo. Um, And then the ultimate is put the top seven cards of your library into your graveyard, return all non aura enchantments from your graveyard to the battlefield. Then do the same for aura cards. And that's kind of actually... That seems a little weird on first read that you're returning your enchantment cards, your non-Aura enchantments, and then yeah. the Auras. But that's actually relevant in her interests because you could enchant your enchants. That's kind yeah. of what's going on here. Anyways, um, she's actually... this. So she's actually kind of interesting to me. I think... Like... So, we did our episode where we talked about enchants, right? And there's there's sort of these two paths that you sort of have, usually, like there's just sort of general enchantments and then there's the aura specifically getting into ara builds mm-hmm. And she actually kind of just like bridges those together in in an interesting way i I think with these with these right, abilities. And the
2: next two kind of stay on both sides of the divide exactly.
1: So this one kind of like sits sits as as a bridge between the two. um so. I think one of the first things that you're kind of looking at with her is, well, let me look at my notes here. Fuck. Where did I put my notes on this one? I mean, right away, Kyle. Well, you're enchanting the lands, right? Like
2: that's your big thing, right? Like, yeah, or artifacts that give you mana. Yeah. I one of those two things. Or yeah, the lands that are enchanted with things like Fertile Ground Yeah, or you could do like
1: Gift of Paradise, Don, yeah. Dawn's Reflection, yeah. things that like double up the mana that lands are producing things or or fix your colors is mm. another thing that those things can do. Um like you said, you can enchant artifacts. So you know, and you can use her to do that actually, with her down ability, right? Yes. And so so, yeah, there's there's a lot of like interesting flexibility here with her. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think she's like in we, th- we I, don't know, I feel like I was saying I don't know a lot when we were doing in because it's pretty straightforward for the most part. She's pretty straightforward if she's your commander, like what she wants you to do. Just have those types of things that you want to untap that you're interested in untapping and go to town. Draw cards, build your enchantress package, go to town. Is there anything that stood out to you about her that I'm missing, Andy?
2: Uh, she is the most competitive of all of the, his, in this entire release. She is yes. the competitive commander. Yes. She is going to really have a run at Teferi to replace this, him.
1: This deck is going to be definitely the deck to get your she gives hands you on out of this whole green, release.
2: And now I guess white. Yes. Teferi didn't have that. Right. Her with the chain veil is broke. Right. Because of the untaps. Right. Her with winter orb, broke. Anything, when you see the word untap. It's a and big it's, deal. And it's not looking, like, this is kind of, the word untap is just really, really strong. And it is. It's the first thing that's looking to get abused. And and the thing about her, untap each. Right? That's what really busts her. Untap He's like each. like four permanents. And there's nothing stopping you from putting him in this deck. right?
1: Oh, exactly. He can be here. Exactly. So, so it it is like that, that is a big thing. Like, untap each. And the fact that she can do that for you, like I said, like she's, she's very independent is there's, is the thing about her because she can enchant the permanents for you that you want to untap. Like, yeah, there's some work to do, but just kind of she goes up two to do the untap and then just down one. I
2: I think, I think she's the one. I think she's the one that everybody's going to try to break quickly. Yeah, you're right. This is the one that's going to break it. You're right. The other ones are like, you know, either, you know, the Jund ones are okay. And then the artifacts are like, all right, yeah, these are strong. Like, yeah, I can see having explosive and turns there, and with some it, and of it's, these guys. And it is that there's going to be
1: comboing that's going to go on.
2: There's going to be explosive moments, but this one is a... This commander is a freaking brick house of a commander, in my opinion. Yeah. There's nothing stopping you from putting these totems on creatures and making it really annoying for them to try we, to get at her freaking Yeah, and loyalty. that's the thing. Like, totem there's armor st-
1: is... There's only a handful of things. There's just so much with flexibility. The Umbras. With
2: her. There's just so much flexibility with her. The creatures, they now have totem armor and they can be on tap. Like those I yeah, her I can, ultimate's just kinda like, okay, neat. Yeah, I would like never you, do her ultimate. You don't need her ultimate because you have
1: cards already. Like that replenish. Do that. Yeah. Exactly. You have like
2: replenish. You have you have uh, Re-tether. Retether. You, you have, have open the um vaults. cool. Like, if you can twin it, great. You can get fourteen of your enchantments out of the deck. Yeah. You know? Like she's this one's this one's yeah, you're right. Sorry, she's broke.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think maybe I'm talking kind of like underwhelmingly about it, but uh, you're right. Like that untappability is huge. That is huge. <laughs> it is. It's a big deal.
2: Yeah. And then you get and then and then the other oh, man, dude, dude, this one. Oh, my God. Rising waters. You get you have right. You have rising waters. You can. Uh, f- what? W- what is it? Um. Frozen ether. Frozen ether for sure. <laughs> like, let's put that frozen ether in there. Uh, what is it? Pendrel, Pendrel mists, like they're just demanding like Pendrel mists and the ne- Tabernacle guy, yeah. like all of that shit. Like it's Hokori dust drinker. Now you have access oh, yeah. to like just some really fuck. And let's put some totem on them because people are gonna try to drop oh, yeah, it. Yeah, because they will. There's. No, I mean,
1: not to. I mean, obviously, a bet. Uh, the the easiest way to protect things in that context is to get your privileged position and your.
2: Like I'll admit, like right Sterling away, I was just kind of like, oh, cool, I can put a totem armor on a gilded lotus. It's the untap. That's not really, yeah. It's that fucking like, yeah, dude. Anyway, yeah. Well, she's, yeah. I mean, right, right away. Like I think, like, like, like I said. I mean, you're looking to enchant your land. She's the most competitive, competitive thing I've ever seen. No, I'm not saying that she is. No. I'm just saying, like, out of what, out of if, if we're only looking at these lists, like, sure. She's, to me, she's at the top of the competitive scale. Sure. Of, of bust, busted town. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I we talked about the nuclear war, right? Like be, be careful. very careful with this commander because people are going to get pretty wise to your act.
1: Well, so enchantress builds already have a, a if you've played against an enchantress deck that has some of the common themes in them, they're defensible. They're already frustrating for people to play against. Yeah. I I want to get to that because I think I think a couple of the the other two in here, um, can maybe help mitigate that problem that enchantresses have because they're very defensible but they're very difficult to win with.
2: She's just oh my god! So she this one's just crazy. Yeah, the the enchantress cards will be in this. Well, of course they will. You didn't need the card draw like for the other of two. These chicks like the these two chicks like this gives you can already put. Argothian Enchantress in here, oh no, yeah, whatever, and Yavimaya and, and the Seder Enchantress's and, presence, yeah, yeah, and the new one, yeah. Mesa
1: Enchantress, and all those, yeah, they can all, they'll all be here, they'll all be here. Your card draw package is very straightforward. Uh, so, so the next one is Kestia the Cultivator. I think this one's actually, I mean, they're all this deck is cool. I'll, do, I don't need to like say this one's actually pretty cool. The whole fucking deck is pretty cool. Uh, Kestia the Cultivator. It's a four four. It's it's an enchantment creature, and it has bestow. So the the converted mana cost is one green, white, blue. Mm -hmm. But it also has a bestow cost of three green, white, blue. And if you don't recall what bestow is, you can actually cast it as an aura and enchant another creature. And then when that creature dies, then the enchantment just falls off and becomes a creature, right? So some kind of staying power. Um, however, it says whenever an enchanted creature or enchantment creature you control attacks, draw a card. So yeah, again, I think this one kind of does push you a little more towards Aras, but I think you can add some other stuff into your deck with, with her. That's maybe not, not so much the same specifically, uh, what you would be looking for or think you you I think there's a few things you'd be looking for. One, creatures that want to be enchanted. So that would include cards like Narlid being on the battlefield, Core Spirit Dancer, uh the Graceblade Artisan, okay, Hero of Irois, Bruna. There's there's a number of cards that want to be enchanted. Um but I think you can also include some stuff that just came out of the Theros block, right? So, Heliod here. Heliod's going to create enchantment creatures. Creatures, the two ones. The two ones. Heliod himself is an enchantment creature. You could do Thassa if you wanted. Nylea. Nylea. Uh, things like Corsair of Kruphix, things that have Constellation in them if you're going to be doing this kind of stuff. So now, all of a sudden, like, to me, you're going to draw a shit ton of cards with Kestia. Like an inordinate amount of cards.
2: Hmm. Am I wrong about that? No, I don't think you're wrong about it. Because I think, um, I think, because I think like. I'm not really into like going down the bestow train. I would just be looking for good auras. I, I agree with the piece about the R lid and the people that like to be enchanted. Yes. But some I of the bestow stuff's kind of.
1: No, I'm not, in, I, I'm not into bestow either. I just think it's a cool option. I was—I remember saying this when Theros was around. Bestow—the bestow costs are prohibitive; they're high. Hers is six, right? At least
2: if they get wiped out, you still have a creature remaining that is an sure, enchantment it's, creature. Sure, it's nice, but
1: it's a high cost, right? Right. Um, I—but—but but the my thing is—is is if I can get things out there, get those, because it's one thing if I get like an lid and a Core Spirit Dancer enchanted, and I attack with them and get some extra card draw. But if I'm doing things like Heliod and activating and just attacking with these clerics, I'm going to draw a lot of cards off of that. That's going to produce a lot of card draw. In addition to the fact that you're already getting a lot of card draw from having your typical enchantresses in there, like Ergothian enchantress, the Mesa enchantress, all that crap. You know, I, I, Kestia is going to dig you deeper. I think than traditional enchantress builds have. Mm. Is my opinion,
2: and yeah, you can still play the regular enchantress. Yeah, cards. You don't exactly. really need to be reliant on those. I I look at her as the more aggressive ask for yes out of these three. Like she, I mean, it's just the mm. word attack is in her keyword, so she wants you attacking.
1: Maybe <laughs> you don't
2: think Tavasa is more aggressive. Well, uh, sh- sure, but it's only it's only one creature. Sure, like uh, may okay, maybe I should refrain. Rephrase. Uh go wide, I guess, aggressive. Yes. Yes. Like, Tsuvasa, one cre one enchantment, goes up by one, attacks. Yeah. Her, it's like, okay, I have three creatures that are enchanted. I attack, I get three cards. Yes. So I think you're right. Like she's gonna dig pretty deep. Yeah. Sigarda is obviously a good place oh, yeah. to put it. I think you could take the route if you were if you were weren't super into drawing a lot of cards, which I don't know who that would be. Yeah, but okay. or okay, hang on. Let's say you're not really into going wide because you're I don't know in a board wipe heavy meta and <laughs> just every time there's more than four creatures on the board shit people start scrambling to f- to clear it sure you could go for like a just focused one for forceful creature through sure it's enchanted but then you're only drawing one card
1: like I mean just think of think of Kestia with enchanted evening
2: right like yeah that would just be and then yeah opalescence yeah yeah, and exactly. Like, of course, sh- then everyone loses all their lands, right? True, but yeah. But fuck, dude. Like, you you'll could, be all, you'll be all right. You could draw a lot of stuff with Kestia. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I. This one's. She's neat. She's neat.
1: I like. I like my Enchantress deck that I have right now. But if I didn't have something in operation currently, I would. I would probably pick up Kestia hmm. as a commander.
2: Not Tuvasa.
1: So Tuvasa is pretty cool. Um, I just don't know that Tuvasa would survive particularly well in our group. Maybe. But Tuvasa the Sunlit. Uh, so it's just the three converted mana costs: White, blue, green. Um, Tuvasa the Sunlit gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control. And whenever you cast your first enchantment spell each turn, draw a card. And it's a one, one. So Kind of fragile to start with. Obviously, you're probably gonna to want to have some enchant set up before you cast Duvasa. Yeah. Um, just so you have a, a more safe uh commander out there. Yeah. Um, and then it's sort of a light enchantress thing here. Whenever you cast your first enchantment spell each turn, draw a card. So that's helpful that your commander already has that good enough on. Because think about like what what are to this point, our Enchantress commanders aren't don't really have anything to do with enchants for the most part. Like I think Up to the, today. The popular ones have been Karametra and Sigarda, I think, and those are kind of the two different sides. There's general Enchantress with Karametra and Aras with Sigarda, and neither of them really have anything to do with it. Okay. So it's nice that Tuvasa just has it built in, has an Enchantress-type thing built in, right? Uh, this to me is almost—it's almost Ural-like, dude. With the exception of I don't need to put it on. I guess true. Tivasa. Yeah, I just need to play it. Enchant. I not really
2: see that, but yeah, she's a little bit. She's an Arab gnarled. Yeah, they're just it, out. I've got enchants
1: out there. Again, you could do Heliod and things like that to try and get more enchants onto the battlefield.
2: I think I think this one's safer to stick with Bant Chantress. Uh doing Bant Merfolk, I don't know if it's not a bad idea, but like we already have an episode about Derevi doing Bant Merfolk. Yeah. And we found that there's actually not that many white Yeah, you really don't that need, you really need, need white. to go out of your way for. I guess the anthem effects are a little boosted here. Sure. Ish. Sure.
0: Yeah. It's I don't not know. it's not a
2: bad alternate. I wouldn't say like because we've been thinking about alternate uses for commanders lately. Sure. I, think, I guess somebody asked us about that, like doing like alternatives to commanders. Like, oh this yeah, is where they're built. Yeah, but they why don't we actually do tell you about it. doing this. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's cool. That's
1: I, think doing, I think
2: doing, I think uh, doing, Murfolk tribal with her. I don't know. commanders exists. I don't know. I don't know. If I just is...
1: kind of want to. I guess. I guess when you said that, I'm kind of in this mode of I'm ready to abandon the tribal
2: hysteria that we've been on the last year <laughs> you're kind of sick of it i'm just, <laughs> you're sick of x tribal and yeah, y tribal like, like i get that there's it has been hysteric though right yeah Ixalan really like we called xalan the the 27 commander 2017 expansion for it tribal. really
1: was because it gave us dinosaur tribal vampire additional
2: tribal additional like, vampire tribal like, like the conquerors banner or whatever oh, yeah, it was. Like, like it, yeah exactly so
1: i don't know I, but i think you're right there is there is an opportunity I suppose to do Merfolk with, with Tuvasa. I just see it as honestly kind of a Voltron, but that raises a problem. Um, in that we've talked about Voltron having a few, a Voltron commander having a few requirements.
2: You would need to control six enchantments to make her in, in my opinion, qualifying for Voltron, Voltron school? Yeah. And then past that, the Auras that you're putting on her, that's dangerous. She doesn't have innate protection. Right, if there's she was no hexproof, innate protection. Knock yourself out. There's, if she was hexproof, there's I'd be no like, this evasion. There's no evasion. Just beyond, like crazy. Oh, yeah. Now, I'd be oh, like, yeah. well, okay. Do a Voltron. You draw a card.
1: So I, 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 th- I don't know. I think if you have like some weird niche interest of wanting to do like a Voltron enchantment deck, Duvas is a good choice. It, it, it's not going to be your best option for it. Because usually you bump into another problem with that is that you need something like Sigarda, which you would put in your deck so that you're not losing out to sack demands. Uh, But I but I, I, guess to kind of bring full circle my thought, though, about Enchantress, because it digs in. Like, it has that reputation of I'm digging in and yeah. making it hard for my opponents to do anything to me.
2: Yeah. Estrid and Tuvasa fall onto that side and Kestia kind of wants yeah. you to leave it a little bit.
1: Yeah. And so I think there's some, there's some sort of breaking out of that shell a little bit with this deck, this pre-con and, and the commanders that are coming with this of, okay, we can actually get out there and go do some damage. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the, what do you think of the stepchild of this deck, Andy? The
2: stepchild of this one. That's pretty
1: cool. What is it? So it's a slumbering isle.
2: It's two. Ag- it sounds like a disease. This is like <laughs> colitis all over again. He's come down with a really bad case just, of a I just
1: came back from the doctor and he said, I have a Oh, fuck dude. I'm so sorry. What is
2: that? It's a scientific, it's a scientific name for a mustache. <laughs>
1: Slumbering right underneath my nose. <laughs> so it's a kraken. It's and it costs the converted mana cost is So it's two mm-hmm. green and blue. Uh for a 1212. What the fuck, Andy?
2: <laughs> Four for a 12-12?
1: <laughs> Some well, monkey broke into
2: R and D. I know, started, right? You know, pressing buttons on the hit keyboard. Print on this hit one. Print on this one.
1: <laughs> so Eric Eryx- Erixomethys slumbering aisle enters the battlefield tapped with five slumber counters on it. As long as Eryxamethes has a slumber counter on it, it's a land. Uh, whenever you cast a spell, you may remove a slumber counter from Eryxamethes. So, yeah. I, I think you kind of like maybe save a few spells in your hand and get to that turn four, cast this guy, mm-hmm. put out some spells, and you've got yourself a twelve twelve that S- can't do anything other than be a big 12-12. <laughs> But it's cool, dude. You like this one? <laughs> I actually kind of like this one. It's not I think Okay, let's 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 talk a little bit here okay. about, about perception. Yeah. Right? So this isn't good. It's not. No, it's not. But it's in a deck with three good commanders. Okay. As opposed to the Jun's deck. That has commanders that aren't good, but it's in a deck
2: that just has other commanders what are you that try, aren't what good. What are you trying to say?
1: Perception, dude. I, yeah. I'm like, I, and maybe it's just me, but I'm like, Arxamithes is cool, and I'll let Wizards off the coast, uh, let Wizards of the coast off off on that because they gave us three good
2: legends in this deck.
1: This one's just kind of like it's flavorful, it's weird, it's funky,
2: it's this bizarre way to get this okay. big giant twelve all right. twelve. All right, you flipped me on it. <laughs> I was about to get all neckbeard on it, but I I won't. <laughs> I'll just say, I'll, let me just say one thing, okay? Okay, go for it. It's it's really annoying that he comes and tapped. Yes, because I That's spent annoying. four mana for something that does nothing. Literally, it nothing. comes out. It won't even give me mana. It does tap and give you green blue. But it comes in. But it tapped. comes in tapped. And then the other part is, is that you—it's a land. Like, what are you going to do with that mana? Right. So the turn he becomes your kraken, he will, unless you found an alternative source of mana, he will be tapped. Right. So the turn he become—the turn he comes in, can't be used. The turn he wants to turn into a creature can't be used. Likely can't be used. See what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're right. He still can tap and give you mana after the fact as a creature, but. Cool, man. You're you using your
1: 12-12 to get two mana?
2: I sure am. <laughs> yeah. Those are my things. Like, I wish he wouldn't have come in tapped, you know, and then I wish it, when the slumber counters finally came off, he untaps. Yeah. He doesn't have trample. Can I have that? At yeah. Least, like, uh,
1: I, uh, like I was saying, I was like, I wish they would have given him island walk. That there's, would have... There's
2: artifacts that do exactly this. It's true. Right? Arethi's slumbering isle enters the battlefield tapped with... F- Whatever, right? Like yeah. he's it. It's like the Thran Dynamo costs the same amount. <laughs> but does and, the Thran
1: Dynamo turn into a twelve twelve do nothing? <laughs> no,
2: no, he doesn't. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's just that those two pieces are just like all right. You know, I I I just kind as of. As soon p- as you play this guy, you know somebody with the Galtalus is gonna be like, oh, you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude. It's like a direct shot across Galta's bow. It, <laughs> it really he's joining is. The, he's joining the the two-hit club.
0: <laughs> Welcome, brother.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're going to play your Galta. I mean, you're going to play your big island guy, huh? I'm gonna, I'm gonna I want to buff out my Galta. He does <laughs> have trample. I want to buff up my Galta. You're like, cool. You're trivializing my already trivial commander. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's worth talking about how I would build
2: around this thing. I just am entertained by it. Yeah. If you clone it, you lose it. And the clone doesn't deal commander damage, just so you know. So right. the Vesuva and Thesbian stage thought that I know it's running through everybody's head, like, cool, you're back off the clock because the clone isn't actually your commander. Right. It's not the piece of cardboard that you put in the commands. Right. Just saying. Just saying. Dark depths, lol. Okay. Next one. <laughs> okay, let's let's hit me with the fucking asper, dude. So when they spoiled the or not spoiled, but talked about what these decks were going to be. Yeah, they kind of had themes that they were also this supposed one was to called apply, subjective right? subjective reality uh top of library matters. And I feel like they've stuck with that theme with this one for sure. Okay. Um I I I've said kind of lately because of the Vivictus thing like I'm not a huge fan of top deck manipulation. Right. Uh and even looking at this I'm still not. Like I'm still not a, like the even these Commanders that we're going to go over like I still don't think they're worth the cost investment to try to make it not a card game sure uh, I'm not saying they're bad like if you really got to do it, you know And yeah. I mean cost like monetarily because the two cards that, that enable it the bet the best way are expensive the sensei divining top yeah, and the and, scroll rack, and the scroll and the scroll rack and The rest are not all that great like a like a crystal ball is, mm-hmm. If it's a non white, or if it's not an Amardu or Boros deck, like you really don't, or mono white, the crystal ball isn't really getting you a lot, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, because it just doesn't, you know. So, yeah, let's go with the first one. Um, Amina Tau, is that how say her name? That's how I've been saying it. Amina, Amina Tau, the fate shifter, who is uh, an eight
1: year old girl, by
2: the way. So, yeah, she's probably the lo- youngest planeswalker, mm-hmm. you know, next to like Chandra. I was reading a, uh, just briefly a little of her
1: story. They were saying that she, people inquired how she got her spark so young. She, she was like, "Well, I saw that I was going to get my spark, so I just went ahead and got my spark."
2: What? What is her? She's deal? a seer, so she's like a seer. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, let's just do it now." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it's something like biological or something that, like, because usually the sparks are caused by some kind of event, right? right like something, right. and she's like, "Well, I see the event, I let's, see it, <laughs> so listen, okay, let's go for I
1: it." I actually like that. That's kind of funny, isn't it? That
2: is pretty funny. That's yeah. <laughs> it seems really anime to me. I don't, know, I don't know why. That seems like something like the... something that would go down in like the like bleach.
0: Right,
2: right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like. Cool. <laughs> I like that. I saw the future, so I just... It, just decided I just it to be the future. Be the future. It. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Amina Tao, the Fate Shifter, she's Esper, so white, uh, blue, and black. Uh, she comes in with three loyalty, so three for three. Her plus one says draw a card, then put a card um, from your hand on top of your library. Her down one is exile another target permanent you own, then return it to the battlefield under uh, under your control. And then her ultimate is choose left or right. Each player gains control of non-land permanence other uh, other than Amina Tau, the fate shifter, controlled by the next player in the d- chosen direction. So we all kind of like... We all just switch board states yeah. with the exception of Right, you might as well just like pick up your lands in Amina Tau and everybody and like move, move chairs. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I... I, I I wanna say like we're talking just talking about her ability. The what really is going to set her apart, I think, as far as usability is actually her down is her is her down one. Being able to exile a permanent yeah. and flicker it.
1: So so that one actually has a a three piece combo with it. Okay, what is that? So herself, Alter of the Brood, and I think it's the Felidar Guardian.
2: Oh. Yeah. So you could so just you'd definitely Because the Felidar Sovereign comes in and flicks her. Yeah. And she then comes she comes in, and it downs again. one, flicks him. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. meanwhile, every you permanence. just, you just, yeah, you all throw the brood, all your opponents. There you go, man. There you go. So. Yeah. So I, I think her draw one and then put one back kind of thing is. It's specific to that top deck matters type thing, right?
1: Like that's.
2: Yeah. It's like, when do you want the miracle to go off? Yeah. And then even still, I would caution about the miracles, like the ones that you probably want to do or. Obviously, the one that buys you an extra turn, mm-hmm. uh, the terminus would be really good. Yeah, terminus. would I'm be I'm not good. so sure about the devastation tide because it mo- will bounce her. Yeah, which that... you might want, I guess, if you're looking to kind of just reset her. Like, let's say you've gone down a couple too many times, then yeah, devastation tide and put her back in your hand. Sure, so you don't have to climb back up and you can keep going down. And sure, keep doing the blink effects. I don't think she's. I don't think she's bad. I think she's. I, I, I think, think she's good. I think she's cool. The the choose of the right and or left or whatever the, the permanent swap thing mm-hmm. uh, that one actually works with her down because it says if you look carefully it says return target or return exile target, another permanent, permanent you, you own not control yeah so that's a big deal donating effects uh, this would get really annoying with the perplexing chimera I was actually thinking the perplexing chimera is
1: actually something you really want and the you, gilded drake yeah you take control of somebody's spell and then you use her to bring the perplexing Chima- Chimera back. And then you
2: gain control of the next spell. Like, that's actually pretty cool. It's a really cool one. Uh, and then, yeah, what is it? The Gilded Drake, the one that ETBs, and you just immediately gain control of a creature. Yeah. So they get a 3-3, three, three, and you get a, a valued creature. Flick the them. Flick oh, yeah. Because you own it. Yeah. ETBs grab their other creature. <laughs> right? I think so.
1: another one people were talking about was using the Eldrazi Displacer to... Yeah, because that
2: exiles permanence. Yeah, and and yeah, you can do the debt. So yeah, this is actually your new flicker commander. It really actually is because Deadeye dead honest. eye navigator, all of that stuff,
1: and it adds an extra color for me. So I'm so actually get away from Brago. Exactly, I'm actually really into that. I so here's something I was kind of thinking about. Let me just lob this idea out there. Uh, I don't know if it's viable. Yeah. Um. Because it would depend on her ultimate. Okay. We've been we've been having conversations about suicide deck builds. Mhm. I'm wondering if it would be possible to just like do kind of like a suicide build. I don't know. Like it would have to be very specific stuff like permanents that hurt you.
2: Yeah. And then
1: passing them all over to somebody I think, else i think
2: since z drew exists like that's kind of it would be very z right and plus like a lot of those cards that are suicide that black have they're like pay life draw cards pay right. life create tokens pay life draw so you're cards. maybe
1: giving somebody advantage by doing well
2: that. so you've like plummeted your life total so it's your life you just gain that... control of their permanence life shifted. yeah shift know, if she ca- said she, and their life total i'd be like okay we probably need to look at that yeah, because like if I've everything just... gets moved except for her and your lands and your life total. <laughs> that would be really interesting. Like, whatever progress. Yeah, your graveyard too, even. I'd be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> like really weird zonal stuff that's like just, yeah.
1: I Yeah, it was just something I was kind of like, I wonder if that's worth looking at to see if there's a way I could set that up. But but obviously drew would would be a better better pick for doing that kind but of stuff. I think stuff, she's but... a good
2: Flicker commander. I think she's not busted because yeah. Flicker can get yeah. broken so quick. I think, oh, it's, yeah. I think it's good that it's a negative ability on a planeswalker that right. can be attacked, and, and then you can put other things, things are in the really deck. Really close that to getting sort of knocked helps. out, and then yeah, her up ones kind of like. I mean, I I think I think the miracle thing is a, a little weak. If you're going to do the miracles, well, yeah, the one that just buys next turn, sure, you can do that whenever you want.
1: Hey, there's not that many miracle cards because it was in one set. Right, They've, they they gave us a couple new ones, I think.
2: They gave, I think they gave us one new one, maybe one. Yeah, yeah it's like know. a reanimation card. And
1: so there's just not that many. And and let's be honest, when there's any kind of mechanic, like there's some cards that you're not interested in using, and that's definitely the case with miracle. Yeah.
2: And and plus that said, McKinnon art, dude. That guy, like, like, what the hell is going on in that freaking art? That is that yeah. is some brilliant art. I yeah. I would look for a. Print of that. Yeah, that thing is just unnerving. Pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, if we if we do want to talk about top deck manipulation, let's just bring up Yenit, the crypt crypt, okay. crypt sovereign, not cryptic. It's just Isn't crypt. it cryptic. I don't know, man. This this like I think they've they had some this, typos on the Reddit yeah, list. We're going off the Reddit list, but yeah, Yenit, the cryptic sovereign. Uh, two white and uh, two and Esper. So white, blue, and black. Flying vigilance and menace. Dope. That's good, dude. It is good. Like, why, why couldn't, couldn't this they do that the for fucking John? Hydra, dude. Like, right? All right. Sorry, S- sorry. Just getting carried away. Uh, whenever Yenit Cryptic Sovereign attacks, reveal the top card of your library. If that card's converted mana cost is odd, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Otherwise, draw a card. Three, five, vigilance, menace, and flying. This is just a solid commander. Yes, I- this is just a sol- solid commander. It's all a commander. You can do odd tribal if you want to.
1: But you don't need
2: to. You don't need to because, because you draw the card. Because if like, it whiffs, okay, it, but it doesn't.
1: Exactly, because it's like you're either going to free cast or draw. You don't yeah. need to change anything about the configuration of your deck in terms of odd or even CMC, because yeah. you're going to get benefit from it both directions.
2: There might be something that's like, well, I'm going to go out of my way for this If I go above this CMC range, I'm gonna make sure they're odd, just so well, I can. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't know. Expropriate, Elish, dude, Ellis Norn. Oh, yeah. Expropriate, yeah, like things like that. Yeah, sure. like
1: those. Those are things that you would, but
2: because you could do it early, like, yeah. But don't go. Don't be putting omniscience in here. You know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really help you that your cause all that much, I suppose. And then yeah, it's ten mana. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, it doesn't. But you could do uh what the hell is the car What's what is it called? Um enter the infinite and draw your whole fucking library. I think I was, now it's 12. I think it's 12 actually. I don't think that one works either. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, but, so, but the other thing I was thinking is you probably want to do extra turns with this deck though. Like let's put metamai in here and go get some extra turns. Let's put some extra turn spells and.
2: Yeah. Like, so you can get more of those triggers. Yeah. Sorry. Enter the infinite is, is, is even. Okay. But for some reason I thought it was 13 mana. Huh? But you could do what is it the? What is the one that gives you a bunch of zombies? Is that one odd? Oh, is that ranks one of the dance. The ranks of the. It's weird how I don't have a catalog that. of whether they're even or odd. It is kind of funny. I know. Like, you know like, cards, I know they're but... high CMC, and I know like the kind of the range they're around. I think you know? that's actually in the deck list. Okay, so yeah, and then the flashback is like sure. Yeah. you're buying one side of free. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm actually really into this. It's not it's not sp- it's not like a pesky commander at all. You can you can definitely use like the scroll rack abilities to kind of get the free stuff that you should sure. draw. That that this kind of does make my top deck manipulation a little my argument about that. But again, those are the two cards. Those are expensive. The top, the top and the scroll rack are the ones that Yeah, but then that in this case you plan could, the top you could of just your you could just
1: get Amina Aminatale goes really well with with Yena here like
2: yeah, you can just push can, them back. You can set stuff and up, and maybe with, get to that ultimate if yeah. you really want yeah, to. Yeah, like
1: it's it is actually. I I just think it's a solid, solid, solid commander. It has a lot of things that you want in commander, like.
2: The void winer, I mean, it's value, right? The void Winner.
1: Oh fuck yeah! So that's like, that's like the. They have no synergy whatsoever, but they do. <laughs> like it doesn't matter, but like. You just know those two were a match made in heaven.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm into this. Um, what I don't think it is, is uh, Sphinx's tribal. I think when they dropped What's-His-Face, what's their guy? Unesh. Yeah. And I was like, what could he be Esper? Ah.
1: I actually think if it were Esper, Unesh would be way too powerful. Honestly, yeah, fact or
2: fiction, and you've got a ton of Esper Esper Sphinxes. Yeah. It, this one would be included it, in that. Yeah,
1: it... it The more I've played Unesh, the more I believe it needed to be mono blue.
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Honestly, like it would have been too powerful. Even if it was mono
2: white, that's something white can't do. Yeah. Like filtering stuff. Even if it was mono white, I'd be like, this is, this is okay. Yeah. Like it being blue is just like, oh, okay. But yeah, like the way you've built it with like Uba mask and all these other things, like God damn, that that deck can do work.
1: It's, it's pretty brutal. Uh,
2: Yeah. So this is, this one's, your top deck, part of the tarp deck manipulation. Top deck matters. Top deck, top deck for life. Thing. Top, top, top. You know, top. this is this is the one. Um, I don't know what else much to say about this. I wouldn't really be looking into. I mean, Voltroning could could, could be a thing, I suppose. because you are just kind of getting value when you attack. She does have evasion. Two forms of evasion. She's menace and flying and vigilant. Mm-hmm. She has a fairly nice ass to block with. Right. So
1: it's it's um. <clears throat> To me, it's kind of one of those commanders that has that has the necessary verbiage on it to get you one of your, you know, the one of the Triforce of victory. We're getting
2: value here, right? And you're cheating stuff into play,
1: and yeah, and cheating stuff into play, and then you're, but it's it's not really asking you to do anything particular, like yeah, you can do the top deck manipulation stuff, but you can just play it, yeah. And just build the deck however you wanna do with those
2: colors, you know? Like what were they thinking? Like who like, you know, who's uh, who's like the monkey that designed freaking gyrus waker of corpses and like the other guy, like they they do these guys work in the same office I'm, I'm Do they pretty, play the yeah, same game?
1: It, it it seems
2: these two dudes or whoever they are,
1: like come yeah, on. Yeah, it man. seems clear that some of these have like disparate design teams. Oh right? hell yeah. <laughs> anyway
2: like yeah it was just like a bad day you had like a can't like yeah you designed freaking gyrus on a freaking on a monday and and <laughs> like and Yenna on a friday
1: yeah tuesday after a, after a holiday or something like that i don't know yeah
2: okay like, <laughs> and then yeah so we've got an, one more esper commander yeah um, and yeah it's pretty cool uh Verena the lich queen legendary creature zombie wizard so it's one a white a uh a blue and a black uh, whenever you attack with one or more zombies, draw that many k- cards. Then discard that many cards. You gain l- that much life. You can pay two and exile two cards from your graveyard. Create a tapped 2-2 black zombie creature token. She's a 4-4. This one is a solid commander. 4-4 for 4. Yeah. Has, Uh, I mean, I, I know you're... Tribal fatigued, but here we are with the zombies. Well, I mean, and the this, zombies there, got kind of left there's out. There's nothing the last year. else
1: to do with this but zombies, right? Like,
2: yeah. I, I mean, mean n- no, yes, and no. I think she's actually kind of like on the same range to me as, um, fuck, the, the scarab god. Like, to me, oh, the scarab okay. god is a very, um, like, a very good control commander. Yeah. I actually don't think loading him full of zombies is that great of an idea because of what you have to do to get the zombies and then that really fucked up upkeep that burns everybody. Sure. That's the thing that's like, I don't know if he can like keep up with that kind of sure. thing. like If that gets too out of hand, people are just going to be scrambling to deal with you. I'm okay with them losing life incrementally. Sure. And I'm okay with the scry. That's what I value. Like if they even remove the life loss component from him and they just scry one for how many zombies you have. Sure. This is kind of what she's doing a little bit. Yeah, I, I can say with this, though, what I see happening is that you're actually not going to get her ability on the stack that often.
1: You don't think so? No, because they're. Oh, you mean, do you mean like the the activated ability or the triggered? The triggered.
2: I don't really think, I don't think you're going to get that ability on the stack as as often as you think you are. Huh. What zombies? Why do you, you, why do you think that? What zombies are you going to develop before her? Like some lords, some ones that aren't just, the, just oh, not that Oh, as in great. you mean
1: it's going to be after she's out? Like you're not going to like get her out and then...
2: Yeah, like you get her out. Like let's say you've put some of the low-end zombies. That I just, I don't know if they're that great in Commander. Like I think like Gravecrawler is something that... Yeah, I, I you, guess but, if you have but, Grimgrin somewhere, sure. But you're not going to be putting Diagraph Ghoul in this. I was, you're not yeah. going to be... And some of these lords like...
1: I was going to say, I think you put in some of the lords like the Diagraph Captain. And things like that
2: yeah because it's death touch. I don't know man i don't, I, I don't see if you the, I don't and see I disagree the, about this I don't this see one. The, I don't see the tri- I don't see the triggers like happening like I don't see it if you're reliant on those triggers and it's 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 just card selection you have to draw and discard right you know which I guess is better than nothing yeah yeah what do you see happening like when so turn four she's out who out who's already out to get the draw? It's a good point. Like He's already I, out to get the draw, here, the draw discard, the loot effect.
1: What I kind of put in my notes for like how I would build this is okay. I would actually do just a bunch of low to the ground zombies in my deck because I'm planning on mostly just filling up my gar- graveyard with chaff.
0: Okay. And then so,
1: just
2: what you're using her your ability to spam out lands or something to get the zombies? yeah to just
1: spam out more tokens. That that's that was kind of what I was thinking. I mean, I think that's an an a very inelegant build mm-hmm. to just be like, let me get it because my thought was I just want to have a bunch of things that I can I will definitely have a, a couple things in my opening hand that I can cast before her. And then just go. And I get stuff into I get stuff into the yard and then just start spamming her ability to
0: yeah, things. I mean, just, I think the
1: other thing you could do is just mill.
2: Um, I don't know, man. I for some reason I see her as like just like a control thing. Do you? Yeah, it's like I exile the cards I don't. I've already used that are like expended. Yeah, like, the stuff I don't I plan on recurring. I'm not really that makes like sense a, like, because you're getting I more get value a out of it. Could attack or block and get me the card filtration. That makes a lot of sense because then you're you're holding
1: mana up, right? And if you didn't end up having to use it you can just use her ability to get some zombies out of it. Yeah,
2: there's some... That's actually... that. And then, that does and then make sense. Um, what is it, like, words of... Like, words of waste comes in. Uh-huh. Rather than me drawing the card and discarding the card anyway, everybody discard. I just discard the card, or just pass the draw, mm-hmm. and then, I don't know, do you have to discard a card if you don't draw it? And then, yeah, I have everyone else discard a card, right? It has a... So it's... Draw
1: it's, that many cards, then discard that many That cards. many. So if I don't draw
2: that many, I discard zero. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So, yeah, I... I draw the card, just words of waste, everybody. Right. I'm into that. Or words of wind. I guess you could do that. Yeah. A card can come back up and do it. Um, I don't know, man, there's something, there's something off about this thing. Is it, is it, is 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 a zombie command, a zombie general? Well, yeah, because there's something off about so, so, it. I can't quite put my finger so on it. So here's, here's the
1: problem to me that I was kind of feeling about this one is that like that activated ability. Okay sort of doesn't fully fit in with what you if you were doing zombies right Right. okay like it's a little different from like the scorpion god where you or I mean the uh the scarab god where you're getting these beefed up for four zombie tokens like
2: so um, I'm I'm actually working on this list like are you I guess what I'm looking at is like I started I started to like kind of pick away at this and what came what I was thinking was like all right like Archfiend of Ifnir We'll just bury everybody's stuff. Oh, sure. Um, the Lords, I was thinking about valuing over the rest is like, well, the Death Baron, because now they have, yeah, of course. they have Death Touch. I actually hadn't thought of the Captain, but I'm like, well, it has Death Touch. And yeah, when they die, it, it it's can gonna drain people. It can drain people. I was thinking, just like, I'm not saying like ignore the zombies with her. That would be stupid. I'm just saying, like, what am I trying to say? I, I Is it a reanimator? I think you could do reanimator pretty well with her. Well, because hard. Because of the filtration. Sure. Yeah, because right? you're
1: going to get stuff in there into your yard. And so yeah, you're, you you're kind of like... like you so, exile chaff that you don't need, but the juicy stuff, yeah, you're like going to reanimate. Yeah, in the
2: colors for it. I mean, you have like a um, burial rites. You have black, which is... Yeah, There's like, here spells we go And white for doing it too. You can victimize things back in. And then, I don't know, you can do the end-all, be-all of, of of lords, which is Elish Norn. Like, why even bother with... Yeah, some of these other zombie commander zombie guys. When you've just got motherfucking Elish Norn. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm trying. This one's got a lot going for her. I guess. I guess here's what I'm trying. Okay. God damn it. Here's what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Okay. I hope she just doesn't only become a zombie commander. I, I hope li- that like when I go out and look for making like an Esper deck that you like,
1: do find that that's all that's happening here.
2: Yeah, kind of. Like I've wanted to make. Uh, I've actually kind of wanted to do. Um. The scare of God. But I didn't want to do zombie commander. I was just like, you know, I want these like recursive creatures hmm. that I get maybe extra value out of, but I want to make it like a control thing. Sure. And now she exists. And I'm like, maybe I could just get away with that and have him in the deck, I guess. Sure. But maybe I can get away with that. And I'm not I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of projecting my desire on this thing to not be a zombie deck. And I'm not saying there's better zombie commanders. I am not saying that. I don't think there is. I think she kinda of, kinda of comes up to the top now. Well, there's Sadisi. <sighs> Sidisi gets you some pretty good shit. Yeah. Like ah, I don't know.
1: And you're going to have the standard zombie combos anyways. Like the rooftop storm can be tossed in here. Right.
2: Yeah. True. And if you, you could, you can definitely find Grimgrin and find the grave crawler yeah. and go nuts with that. Yeah. Like pretty quick. Yeah, exactly.
1: That that one's going to itch your mind. I can tell. And I, I'm intrigued by it because I think, I think it is a flavorful commander. I think it has an, a very interesting design where it, um, like we've kind of talked offline, and maybe we've mentioned it a little bit here, or alluded to it. That it seems like there were some, there have been some cards this last year that are lazy design. This one isn't. This one is not
2: lazy. This design. isn't. Yeah, it wasn't just like zombies get plus whatever. Like I think this thing is great that it's white. Yeah, I, I'd kind of manage yourself with the whole like, oh, I need yeah. to, I need to make sure I have, you know, the white. Like there's a couple that are good. There's like the wrapping mummy or something. Yeah, it, like yeah. Do you know of any like the ones that stick out? There's I only, like, actually there's was only looking, like three. I
1: was actually looking earlier, and that was one of them.
2: Oh, um, and another really good card I should probably say with with this deck specifically, uh, reconnaissance. So you can back off the attacks. Sure. So you're not really losing your source of churn. Yeah. You know. So you're going. But again, into the... that's me coming from the. I want to try to do like a control thing. Sure where I've got like Archfiend of Ifnir, mm-hmm. the Words of Waste thing going on. That's cool. Um, Maybe even the the one that drains everybody for two, the one that came from, is it Faith? It's like the Faith of, faith of the Devoted or something. So it's a two and a black. Okay. And it says anytime you discard or cycle a card, you can pay one. Oh. And all your opponents lose two and you get two. And that's actually And then there's a Drake Haven, really cool. so you can do Drakes instead. Either or, like, pick your poison. Sure. I wouldn't run both. I'd just do one or the other. Sure. Um... So, yeah, like self-discarding trigger type effects. Yeah. And then, yeah, like there's that, like a control setup. There's She could do reanimator. She She could could definitely do reanimator because the zombies are kind of feeding the churn of the deck. You're filtering the stuff you want and discarding the things you don't or the things you intend to reanimate. And she's out on turn four, so she's she's good there. And then, yeah, there's the zombie configuration where it's like, yeah, fuck it. I just want to. Turn the deck and make zombies. And, yeah,
1: my my thought was just you know, like
2: exactly is I'm just going to try to spin as much as my deck over. I just don't know how to make zombies in mass. Like there's the Grave Titan, of course, but how? You I don't know get, how to make zombies fast enough early enough. If you wanted to get weird, I think you could do Call of the Grave is another one that's busted yeah. with her because she is a zombie. But once you get a little off. bit set up,
1: like the Endless Ranks of the Dead, I think is a good enchantment to kind of help out. It, but, She's you a need, but you need, but you need setup. To go for that, um,
2: and then yeah, Kinder Discovery. Honestly, Kinder Discoveries. There's this, this part of me
1: that just has a weird obsession with the with the Undead Alchemist.
2: <sighs> yeah, I mean, you have a huge thing. You have a huge, very old and long one of one of my favorite cards for, for some
1: weird reason.
2: But. Dude, my mom keeps texting me about Chinese food. So yesterday, last night, like she sends me this message. She's like. Hey, Dad, and I saved you some beef and pea pod Chinese. I don't. I don't live with like this. I live here. This is my house. Ha- like, right. D- like it's weird, dude. Dad and I saved you some beef and pea pod Chinese f- food from the China platter. It's good, and I know you'll like it. Okay? Question mark. And then I didn't respond because you know it was like nine o'clock at night, and we were actually playing Commander Right. Saying, and I'm like, okay, yeah. And then today. Uh oh my goodness, it's so good. Are you coming over to have it today? Are you coming today? Do you work today? Question mark. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm with Tiff, it's her birthday. And then just barely, do you want me to save the Chinese food or freeze it? If you want it but can't get it in the next day or so, I even made you some rice to put it, put, put it on, exclamation point.
1: She really wants to see you, dude.
2: Do you think this is a trap, dude? Do you think this is a trap? This is some Chinese food, like, elaborate bait on a big... Big Andy-sized mouse trap. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> she like puts it down. He'll 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 come over. If I want. And then they've been waiting for a couple days. He'll come over. He knows. And then I know. I'll text him and text me about the Chinese food. Sorry, I de- derailed it. But dude, like, that's really funny. She me twice since I since we sat down about it. I'm like, D- woman, what is up with the? <laughs> I'm going to have this stuff and I'll text you. I'm like, dude, it was, it was, it was actually really good. Yeah, she was right. (laughs) All right. So, last one. Fuck
0: yeah, dude. Foster
2: child of this deck. And oh my God, dude. Do you have, do you have a raging clue? I, I'm a sucker for these kind of, (laughs) I'm a sucker for these kind of cards. Like, I think we've been like very hard, hard ass. I, at least I feel like I have tonight. I've been like really hard ass objective about some of these. Right. And I am completely un, I am. I am not objecting like
1: unabashedly, and he's I'm in not. love with this My one. My
2: skepticism is is it's out the door, dude. I <laughs> I don't I do not have any skepticism. Everything, everything's gonna be fine with this commander. Yeah, it'll work out. Yeah, it'll be all right. So Yuriko, the tiger's shadow, one a black and a blue legendary creature, human ninja, uh, commander ninjutsu. What? So if we remember what ninja how ninjas work, right? You attack with the creature. And you leave your mana up, obviously. And they d- either can't block it or don't declare the block. And you say, surprise, and you j- jutsu, jitsu, ninjutsu, the real creature into play, <laughs> play that you had intention for hitting them. <laughs> he- <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, Ink Servant of Oni, and you reanimate a creature out of their graveyard. Fuck. Right? Or it's uh, the Demon Blade Oni or the Silent Blade Oni demon thing, and you yeah. jack a card from their hand. So this one is is the only legend that actually can be ninjitsu out of the out of the um, command zone. The command zone where the other ones. I think there's only two other legends that actually. That and were I legendary. like that
1: they made it that it's not just the command zone that it does say your hands so or if your hands up in your hands. Yeah, hand, yeah. I, I would have been a bummer if it was just the zone, especially
2: since stuff is coming in and out of play yeah. with ninjas. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, return an unblocked attacker you control to hand. I guess it's gonna explain it for us. Put this card into the battlefield from your hand or the command zone, tapped and attacking. And then her t- text is: Whenever a ninja you control deals combat damage to a pl- uh, to a player, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to the converted mana cost. Uh, she's a one three. So ninjas. Ninja is a, is a square that everyone's been trying to fit through a circle for a long time. We've had Vila the right. Nightclad, who <laughs> probably is a good idea for a ninja commander, but sure. they, they overdid it with the mana cost. She's six mana for a 4-4 yeah. four, four that gives all of your stuff intimidate, which is important, but her CMC is just really high. Yeah. And losing control of her or bouncing her is just actually not something that you would want to do. You don't even want to use her as a vehicle oh, to yeah. get your commander in play or yeah. your ninjas in play, in my experience. And then the other one is uh, Sig, who's on the opposite side of this m- m- uh, mana spectrum. Sure, he's only two mana. Yeah, but he wants somebody to lose three life, and at the end of that turn, he gets you one card. Which and a is kind of these ninjas, hard to do with the ninjas, right? To get a lot of these in. ninjas and even the unblockable creatures that you're loading into the deck, they're they're not doing three damage. Right. So he doesn't really like. All he's really allowing you to do is maybe I'll draw a card, and I'm black and blue. Right. Yeah, well the other thing is is that black and blue is what is what is needed for a for all if you want to play all the ninjas. Yeah. Right. Um she cures two of these things. She gives you the card draw mm-hmm. and she reduces the mana cost significantly, even cheats her way out. Like that's inactivated. So, yeah. and so then yeah, doing the, the and then
1: doing the damage to people with the with the top of your deck, right? Like
2: there's yeah, the burn, which like the I will burn. say that's just I think that's just kind of like the cherry that's on nice. top. Or it could be bad. Could be bad if it's happening a lot. People are just getting fucking annoyed. <laughs> I think when it gets down to like the 1v1, it will matter. Yeah, it will. Right? When you if you've survived and weathered the, Probably the, the not commander really storm early. Yeah, I, I I I I'm really I'm really into this. There's stuff that's wrong, like she doesn't have her own evasion, which is, you know, like if she was just unblockable, Tetsuko. she'd be she'd be off the route. Tetsuka would grant her evasion, but he would but she wouldn't to everything else. Sure. Cuz a lot of the the ninjas that you're going to go for, pretty much all the ninjas are actually okay, except for Walker of the Secret Ways. That one's kind of nah. cuz once it's down, I think it just lets you peek on their hand. Oh yeah. I think is that is that the one is that the one I'm talking about or is that the one that summons them back out? I think maybe that's the one you actually do need. Hmm. Let me let me look up ninjas for it. Like since we're talk, because I don't think there's any. I don't. I can say right away. I don't think there's any other use for this thing. Sure, you have to be using ninjas to get your to get your commander worth it, right? Because even by herself, like let's say you're like I, she's the only really ninja I care about I care about. Um, I don't think her ability is going to get you the mileage. There's thirteen in in existence. Okay. So what? I swear there's one that's just like not that great. Including uh, what is it, Higure? The still wind who can tutor, yeah. when he yeah, does, so combat does combat damage to play, damage. you can search your library for a ninja card, reveal it, and put it into your library.
1: To a Ninja that gets you other ninjas.
2: Yeah, and then ninja and then it, yeah, target ninja becomes unblockable this turn, so he's almost like a, a, a for sure. And yeah, need that one needed card. Uh, The Okiba gang shinobi makes them discard two cards. The throat slitter makes destroys a non a non black creature. Um, Ninja the deep hours lets you just draw a card, so he's kind of like yeah. The Sakashima student, who's probably the most expensive, um, he comes in as a clone. So they're getting hit by something massive. That's,
1: I hear that's some big flavor there.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, there's four, There's 12 in existence because the over operative is, is a ninja, but it's n- no allowed. The misplayed oh. Shinobi bounces a creature. A walker of secret ways, yeah, deals combat damage. You can look at their hand. Um, I guess the big thing is that you can return the ninja back to your hand and play this only b- ability doing, during your return. So you can set up another ninja. True. Sure. So, but if it's an unblockable creature that they're kind of conveying on, okay, never mind. There's only 11 because there's a troll ninja, <laughs> masterful ninja. And it actually, you can't even see a picture. Uh, like, it's just in the pitcher, it's empty. It's from Unstable. <laughs> the Skull Snatcher, wor- like, melts yards. Oh, yeah, never mind. There's just Ninja, which is the other side. I was going to
1: say, that's the the other side. So there's there. only
2: 10. There's only yeah, ten. Like, ninjas. There's some
1: unstable ones that show up, and in, in, when you search,
2: there's no so, only ten. So arcane adaptations probably going to need to happen. I would think so. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, we're going to need some ninja support here pretty quick. Do you think they're alluding to that? Do you think it's going to? Well, gonna I happen? I
1: think so. I
2: why weren't there any ninjas <clears> in Kanzatar Tarkir?
1: That's actually a really good question.
2: Why weren't they? Like I thought they were kind of. They have like the, the eight... Jeskai guy were very ninja like, right? Yeah. They were kind of like the Shaolin monks-ish. Yeah. It felt like we were just kind of like all over Asia. Like we had the kind of Middle, East, Middle Eastern kind of look. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like India, Kazakhstan yeah. area yeah, in, it was, in the it was, Abzan. The, and then you have like the Southeast Asia look with the Sultai. Yeah, like, the Sultai. Yeah, like like, like the, the
1: swampy kind
2: of like. Yeah, like the Khmer and, you know, yeah. the Siam people. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the Tibetan looking dudes in the Timur, yeah they're like the tibetan type we yeah, live really high up sherpas and like, then you have the metal ass mongols in the mardu yeah but then we didn't really get any represent representation of japan there yeah didn't didn't we am nothing, i missing no, one
1: i don't think so nothing like that was kind of like korean peninsula japan type no thing yeah kind of interesting
2: um i think this you're gonna, gonna do a deck okay. list for this for sure right I think AP wants to move in on it. Um, I think he's saying, thinking this will be good for our budget arms race thing. He's thinking like, I can probably make it work because a lot of these ninjas are less than five bucks. We
1: had a listener that's actually very interested in hearing about this. So maybe we need to bring AP in and
2: uh, do this deck. I can say as far as like, just like, okay, let's talk about tech that's needed. that's just not ninjas because I want to say more about it. Um, don't try to plan for the top of your deck, but that's that's just me. And I've been saying that like a late sure. lot lately. Just just draw the card, well, yeah, right. Things like coastal piracy and Piedin of Thassa, these are obviously really good. Um, the cavern harpy is very good for you because you can pay two to pull them back. Yeah, and it is a flyer that conveys them into play very well for you because you need them back in your hand. yeah, like them coming in and out of play all the time is is kind of the thing. You could try to put Vila in, although I think you'll kind of find what I've what I've said is that she's just not worth the mana. Yeah, because there's
1: there's yeah like what else are you gonna do that turn when you cast her? I don't know
2: how this works too. Ornithopter is actually okay because it's a zero mana flying creature. Oh. That is just a really good vehicle for dropping ninjas on people. Interesting, because it's just because it, it, remember you have to pull that c- creature back to your hand. Right. Uh, the baleful strix is very good, so I'm almost doing a deck tech. death tech. Sorry, touch, I got to right? I got sl- to slow it off. But as far as the burn goes, yeah, we're looking for stuff like um, uh, treasure cruise and oh yeah, you know, just like stuff that it it's you can it's mana cost it is there, but like right. it has a high CMC. It's mana cost is there or the dual yeah. sided cards oh you know like i can't remember like there's a couple there's a okay. couple the, the ones the that ones that sp-
1: have like two spells on one because card. i think it's
2: all it's all of everything that's a really good on idea the, on the cardboard is a burn yeah if that's what you're really going for i think the burn will matter when if you can survive the Into game the late game and make sure you're getting in and out yeah well enough yeah and then yeah Higore is going to be needed for sure you need to be able to tutor the other ten. Oh yeah. Arcane adaptation, I think, will be really good because it just transforms the Cavern Harpy, the Baleful Strix, all of those into ninjas. Right. So we can get those draw triggers. Get, right. Off right. of it, Kindred discovery probably be okay. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. I
1: so when I was doing the, if there is more ninja stuff coming, although I don't see where it would fit in in Ravnica. Yeah, we're not gonna see it in
2: Ravnica. But, um. Unless the Demir just said, you know what? Fuck it, we're going we're going full nineties. We're going full nineties. We're the teenage mutant. Yeah, we've got turtles the ninja turtles the coming
1: out of the Demir sewers here. Like, Why not? Even though I guess the Golgari kind of managed the sewers there, but <laughs> whatever. Oh shit. <laughs> um But I guess the point I was trying to make though is that I I've I noticed that, that Wizards definitely kind of alludes to coming design or they don't they don't typically do design in isolation. If you look at M nineteen, with commander this commander set in mind, you'll actually see a decent number of cards that support these pre-con strategies that they're like sort Crucible of pushing. Crucible of worlds. Yeah, Crucible of worlds. Escape shift. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, like the Seder Enchanter for the Enchantress deck. Like yeah. there's 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 stuff that like it's it's not done in isolation i think that is something that i would give wizards of the coast credit for like they do they do good at a total design
0: hey whoa whoa
2: whoa this episode came out way early right yeah it's true um it was getting pretty long so we split it into two parts this is just part one uh, we're going to release part two later in this week, so if you want, keep your eyes open for that one. i got to give you a heads up, it's going to be m- a more subjective take on this uh, 2018 Commander set. Music this episode is from the artist home. Both songs are from the album Resting State. The intro track, 14. The outro track, 18. You really got to check out his music. You deserve it. He deserves it. Alright, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.